Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Sunday, November 21st, 2021. Greetings to all of you rowdy rioters of Rotterdam. Good Lord, what's going on over there, man? Uh, and Brussels and Vienna. It looks like Europe is tearing itself to pieces. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we're here in the good old United States of America, mm-hmm. whose favorite new export is wokeism. Thank you. Thank it, you, America. You can get it for a steal. Yes. It's, it's a, a dime a dozen. Oh, yeah. It's Not, a buyer's market. Sure. Living in a world that's trying to uh, trend towards communism, that's a scary fucking proposition. Well, you know, uh, the COVID thing is is starting to pick back up. It's picking back up steam, which we knew it would. Mm-hmm. We knew as soon as winter gets here, we saying it. We've been saying it the whole time. They're going to start trying to lock shit down again and all of that, and that's what they're doing in Europe because the cases are spiking. But guys, 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 I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I mean, it's been since October 25th since we've even released an episode. So I say we just pick up right where we left off. How was Halloween, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's take him through. Okay, (laughs) Halloween blue. Yeah, (laughs) The Braves won the World Series, huh? How about that? How about that? Yeah, exactly. I only got one thing to say, and I'm uh, going to let one of our own say it. Me too, Joe. <laughs> me too. Me too. And I'm glad he did. Oh, me too. And I te- I, I texted uh, Jim right afterwards because uh, they had commentary going right after that happened. And the one woman on the broadcast goes, ladies and gentlemen, I want to apologize for the uh, lewd language we just heard. Yeah, shut up, and, you dumb bitch. No, and then one of the commentators right next to her goes, the crowd seems to like it. Yeah. And I go. love it. Just, yeah. I was like, dude, I fucking love Atlanta because that was the most Southern way of saying, shut up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> crowd seemed to like it. So if for the few listeners that we have that don't know what the fuck that was from, that was from the Atlanta Braves World Series Parade. At the very end of it, they the end point was the stadium. And they all get up on stage and the players get up and say one little line, Hey, resign Freddie. Hey, we're let's do it again next year. Woo And then Jock Peterson, who famously wrote an article in the Atlantic while the Braves were marching on their path to the World Series championship, where he said, you know, th- there's something about this team that just feels different. 
It's the environment. It's the locker room. It's the fans. It's the pearls. Who knows? We might just be those motherfuckers to actually get it done. And once that thing came out, everybody was starting to say, we might be those motherfuckers. Well, after we won the whole thing, for him to say, guess what? We are those motherfuckers just uh, was the stamp, the final stamp. Boom. Well, congratulations yeah. to all you Atlanta Braves fans <laughs> out there. Fuck oh, yeah. Good shut for up. you. Shut up, Doug. Uh, We've converted you successfully. No, I haven't been I converted. Oh, but I will bullshit. say this. I will say this. The dude, Matzik. That's his name? Yeah. Matzik. That motherfucker <laughs> can throw a baseball. He can throw a baseball. <laughs> that guy can throw a ball. So, uh, but no, it, it you know, it doesn't really change my, uh, I, I'm not going to watch baseball now. I mean, that's not. But it was cool. It was cool to see. No, I'm glad. To, 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 I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad I was here when it happened. You know. I mean, last time it happened, uh, I was here and I really didn't give a fuck. I mean, but I, I, I was. I had just got here the last time it happened. Yeah, I had just arrived, and um, so this time to know everybody that I know that is just a fucking diehard Atlanta Braves fan. Losing their minds. Losing their, yeah, losing their shit. It was cool to watch. It was yeah. fucking great. Mm-hmm. You know, so, no, yeah, and, good and, for you, Braves. And I was happy to have you on board for the fun part. Yeah. 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 Because this postseason, it was fun. Yes. Uh, with the exception of a couple games, but sure. the vast majority of it, I was having a ball. No, and we always reached out to Doug during, it was like, six inning, man, are you in? Yep. Yeah, Come on, man. There we go. I'm in. And then we actually tied you in for a full game towards, uh, for the, was it the last game that you watched the full thing? Uh, no, actually, that was the game on Halloween that Atlanta lost. Yes. Ah. I watched almost, I watched most of the game, and we were freezing our balls off yep. on the front porch. Uh, watching it on a laptop, giving out no candy, giving out no candy. I mean, we were saying, that has to be addressed. Yes, no. And I know I was kind of mocking, you know, even talking about Halloween because it's fucking the week of Thanksgiving. Was, but we weren't here for it. Yeah, uh, Halloween blew. There it was, sucked. There was like it what sucked. one? There group was three. Of kids? We had th- yeah, yeah, one group of kids, three kids, and, and usually, you know, usually it's like twenty fucking one to thirty. You know, that's usually the normal count yeah yeah and uh three three this year i was like what the fuck i thought it would be off the chain i really did did. i thought it was going to be just off the fucking chain because nobody could do the shit last year you know and yeah um hell we had more last year and i think like 11 last year (laughs) i mean during covid you know we had more and i think the reason behind that was because the world series was on yeah and the brace and i do because we were everybody I mean, you have the ability to watch TV on your phones now. Right, right. Uh, and you you could have done that as a parent, but you weren't going to do that. Right. Because you're going to, shut the fuck up, kid. We'll just buy you candy. Right. We're not going trick-or-treating this right. year. <laughs> and so I think that's why, because we set it up so that we were watching the World Series on the front porch with a bowl of candy. And uh, I, I, I was like, well, if we're doing this, other people are doing this, and they're probably at home. Right. So Halloween blue balls, but we got a World Series championship out of it. So yeah, hell yes. yeah. But this oh, city, this beautiful. I'll be honest. It, it, and I wonder if I hadn't watched that whole game, had I come in on the sixth inning, would, would we the have Braves have won that night? <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, you know, little shit like that. Because everyone I would come in on the sixth, they would win. They would yeah. win. It was fucking. Yeah, it's, like, it's like Doug it changed the dirty sock. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Something, well, like something I, happened. If I remember correctly, they had the. Uh, Ability to win that night, I think. 
Like when no, the no, whole no. Thing. We started off with the grand yeah, slam. Yeah, grand slam. Yeah, no, and then no, 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 nothing not... happened after. No, it wasn't that. a grand slam. It was a home run, though. Was it a grand? No, there was no grand slam. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's the Freddie Freeman guy, right? No, it was uh, Adam Duvall. But okay. we we had the ability to win the entire World Series oh, that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, of course. And had we done that, we would have had an episode out that oh, week. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they lost. So then it was Monday off. And then Tuesday, they wrapped the whole thing up yeah. in Houston. And then work got in the way. I made a post on this on our Instagram, by the way. If you're following us, you're already up on uh, why, there's, why there hasn't been an episode in the past <laughs> month. Um, and then, yeah, work got in the way and then we went to Metallica. Uh, mm-hmm. and then the next day I was sore from the concert. Turns out I was a little more than sore. <laughs> I was coming down with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and then fast forward a week, I was sick as shit with COVID. So again, no episode and boom, here we are. We so. have a COVID survivor amongst us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if I sound fucked up, it's because it's still like congested my head is still full of fucking And all crud. I can say is, stay over there. <laughs> stay where you're at. I've already tested negative twice. Yeah. My the, the last day of my quarantine was yesterday. So, and I have a fuckload of antibodies that I got shoved in my veins. <laughs> so I'm like indestructible. I don't Which, sound like it. Dude, I, I love the fact that, you know, I am who I am, just Big as shit, the biggest comorbidity, you know, for people. You're to, a walking comorbidity. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm, I'm around Jim. I mean, and he definitely had it at the Metallica show, just didn't, of course, know it. And nothing, not a fucking thing. Not a sniffle, not a, yeah, I mean, not a sore throat, nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty certain that I got it at the... World Series at the mall uh, after the World Series rummaging through uh, World Series gear with God knows who. And because this place was nuts, like this city was fucking bonkers that week that we won the World Series in all the right ways. It was fun as fuck. Everybody was happy. Um, Everybody had a smile on their face. It was there was just a little bit more positivity. It's already worn off. Don't worry. Oh yeah, it was gone. It was, it was yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it lasted a whole week, but yeah. But you know, at the mall, I went to the uh, Dick Sporting Goods right there. You walk through the doors, and they didn't even want to have. They fucked up so badly because they didn't even put the tables like in the center of the store, or where like where you had to walk through other shit and maybe buy other things. It was right there at the fucking door. All the tables just rummage through the shit they didn't want you in the store yeah they didn't want my taps in there but everybody just reaching over each other fucking like sneezing in their hand and like grabbing shirts <laughs> fucking coughing you know there are people like spitting in each other's mouths it was crazy nice. but yeah so i think that's where i got covid you had that unity fuck yeah man you had that unity yeah that covid unity. Yeah. that braves country <laughs> but uh i'm pretty sure that's where i got it and then when, by the time we were at Metallica, I was, it was in me, but I wasn't symptomatic. So I wasn't spreading it to anybody. Well, we need to do a study to find out how many people at the mall got COVID that day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's probably right. some vaccinated fucker that had it, but because I had the vaccine, I didn't get sick with it, but I'm but out I there just go around, just hand it to around, everybody else. Just peppering the fucking town with yeah, it. You fucking up. assholes. Um, yeah, I know. It's, uh. It's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. COVID's and, not going anywhere. And again, I know that, uh, you know, this was a little while ago. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. The Braves won the World Series, you know, last, you know, almost last month. 
but I got to address something. I, I got to, you know, this is petty, but uh, fuck it. It's sports. Sports is meant to be petty. Um, so there's another podcaster out there. His name's Ross Bolin. He's got his own podcast called the Ross Bolin Podcast. He has a sports podcast called Banging the Can. He's a Houston sports fan. Mm-hmm. And before the World Series started, well, he made a little video. So now you're starting a, you're about to start a, a, a war. A podcast war. A podcast war. Yeah. 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 Okay. What's his name? Josh? Ross. Ross. Bolin. Okay, Ross. Here it comes. So this is what this fuckwad had to say leading in to the World Series. And this is my time to address it. <laughs> Aim one of the World Series is upon us, Astros fans. Astros players, you've waited a long time for this moment, for another chance at revenge. Not redemption, but revenge for a chance to show the world that 2017 wasn't about trash can banging or sign stealing, that this team is built different. These are champions you're tasseling with, and it's time to pay the fucking piper for the rest of your lives. Low-life bums with no accomplishments to tout for themselves will call your 2017 title tainted. This is your chance to... Bury those fucking losers 20 feet underneath home plate. Tell them to kiss the ring, suck your dick, and kneel to the trophy. Win this series, and it's over. It's done. It's buried for good. And you know you can't be stopped. You are the better team. You are the favorite. You are the most hated. It is you against the world. These are facts. Face them. Embrace the villain role. Turn the heel. Dig in the heel. Finish this. Fuck their wives. Drink their blood. Go Astros. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I think I think Jim is saying you can suck his dick, yeah, um, and uh, kiss the and, trophy, and kiss the ring, kiss the ring, yes, yeah. and uh, and uh, I'm he's coming to fuck else. your wife, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're going. That's yeah. what we're getting down yeah, to. Yeah, he's coming I'm to fuck your dance wife. in your blood, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know, bro. Maybe leave the wife fucking to us, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll take care of this trophy for you. Don't worry. You can come visit it. <laughs> we'll schedule visitation, but. I'm your daddy now. <laughs> hey, just out of curiosity, uh, you know, being the Friends fan here, did uh, Ross by any chance pivot after the whole win? No, he uh, he was pretty depressed throughout the series, especially when we got up three to one. I was keeping tabs on him. I was yeah. checking in on his Twitch live streams. I was checking his Twitter. Hell, I even messaged him on this post. And I said, as a lifelong Braves fan, I fucking love this. And as let's a, go. And as a ba- non-baseball fan, lifelong. Sorry, Cheetah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're the better team. You, you guys are Ooh. you guys are cheaters. Uh, all these people that have never accomplished anything were going to say that your championship in seventeen was tainted. Yeah, it still is, motherfucker. And it's never not going to be. <laughs> Even had you won this one, the seventeen one is still fucking tainted. Um, but yeah, no, uh, you're, you've lost two world series since yeah. then. Looks because, like redemption looks a whole hell of a lot like a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you just got beat by a better team that mm. didn't have any trash cans around. So <coughs> suck on that. No, they had tomahawks. Fuck oh yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Were, and see, that was the awesome thing in the Metallica show. I mean, <laughs> was nobody it, yeah. was chanting Metallica or anything like yeah, that. They were doing we, the chant. Oh, yeah. We were doing oh. the Tomahawk job. In fact, Jim started a couple times. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. It was pretty fucking awesome. I didn't even know how wide the chant went until I started watching videos of people in the upper deck. And it was, it was up there. <laughs> it was going on up there, too. But I was loud. Oh, yeah. I was... Not quiet. And luckily, there are a couple people near us 
that as soon as I started doing it, yeah, they immediately kept it going. And then Jump it, in, and mm-hmm. then it just kept spreading. That's, oh, that's, spreading how, that's how it works. Yeah. And then the whole fucking place is doing yeah. it. I'm like, did I just do that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. I Dude, think I did. It was fucking surreal. You should have said, "Let's go, Brandon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Actually, I think I heard that a couple times. It just didn't catch on. But I mean, dude, it was surreal being back at a live show in the best ways possible. And you know, Talica, I haven't seen in at least a decade. And the last time I saw them, they seemed tired and just didn't seem to want to be up there almost. This time, dude, just rejuvenated. They're almost perfected at this point. I mean, the amount of comments on YouTube where people are like, dude, look, during COVID, Lars learned how to drum. (laughs) I heard, uh, I've I've heard two different things about the concert. One person told me that he felt like he was being played at, not played to Hmm. by Metallica. Really? And other people were saying that they thought that they were fucking great. I thought it was and, phenomenal. Uh, and, and even the guy that said that he felt like they were playing at him and not to him said that they were good. He said they were really good, but he said it, he got the feeling that they didn't want to be there. That's Jim it. made a really good uh, point I mean, that I would actually back up about the show, which was it was their greatest hits. It was very much not the Metallica show that we've come to know. Well, that's what it's going to be from y- now on. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's yeah, you you can tell that they've perfected it because they've done it so right. many times. Like right. the, I will say this: the energy that was there twenty years ago isn't there anymore. Right. Sure, right? Like even the because there used to be just little touch ups as they're playing. James would do something a little different here, right? A little extra yell, yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah. Well, you gotta look at how long they've been doing this too, man. I mean, they've been. Well, I'm not saying what the fuck is the problem here. I right. get it. I'm right. saying. That the energy that used to be there, they physically can't do that right, anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're starting to see the first phase of them aging. Right. Which is amazing for them to play what they play sure. for as long as they played it. Right. And to be able to carry it all the way up. Because there right. were some shows, you know, th- that movie that they made. Slayer was yeah, Slayer's the same monster. thing, man. I couldn't no, believe it. No, no, no. Wait. Where it's got live footage mixed <laughs> oh, in, yeah, yeah. and the guy's trying to get to the concert. Oh, fuck, I forget the name of uh, uh, Through the Never or something. Yeah, yeah I think I that's think it's, right. Yeah, that was only like that was 2013, I think. Yeah, something like in in that ballpark. Sure. They were amazing. Mm-hmm. They hit every little extra, you know, and obviously they hit a lot more in post and they right. cleaned it up. But if you watch that, that's not the Metallica you're getting anymore. No, because they can't they can't do the little extra that they're known for. Doesn't make it a bad show. Doesn't even make it a mediocre show. No, I know. I, the, I the set list was bland um, because the venue was bland, and the opening acts were not Metallica opening acts. Uh, I mean, it was just it was really kind of strange. Be- uh, and now we we can say we did not see Greta Van Fleet other than just terrible video where it's like, oh, we're just standing one spot, awesome, but. Um, of course, Cage the Elephant comes up after that. And it's like, dude, what the fuck is Cage the Elephant doing opening for Metallica? Yeah, it feels like we we went from like a college dorm room uh, where a bunch of people don't know what music is and they don't they're unaware that Led Zeppelin existed. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden now we're in like a pride parade 
uh, called Cage the Elephant, and then it's like now Metallica. It was just weird. Well, well see, it, they, they, you know. It's, 21 it's, Pilots was playing right next door. I'm like, why yeah. the fuck are you not playing with 21 Pilots? Well, yeah. see, this is the thing that I feel like that they're kind of, the music business is kind of going back to is because that's the way it used to be in the fucking back in the day. I mean, I saw Judas Priest open for REO Speedway. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was my first concert. Yeah. And so, you know, that would never happen. <laughs> you know, that would, of course, uh, today you would look at those two, you'd be like, what the fuck? What the fuck yeah. is that? But it's it's almost like, and I've seen this with a lot of concerts. Um, I've seen bands that were, you know, heavier, like Korn and Metallica and bands like, have bands like, like Cage the Elephant or like mm-hmm. Greta Van Fleet or like, uh, what's the other, um, uh, I can't remember the band that was, did a show with corn somewhere. And I was like, what the fuck are they playing with corn for? It was, it, it's just weird, man. It's weird the way they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's almost like going backwards. Yeah. I, I think they're trying to inject the younger audience. So a lot of times they're bringing a little bit more offbeat acts that are current to, uh, bolster, you know, their, um, you know, visibility. I will say this. It was the most polite Metallica crowd I've ever seen. (laughs) Sure. Um, There was only, there was literally less than a handful of people that I saw myself that were old school. And I'm talking like denim jacket with the fucking patches on that was bought in 1988 or prior and that had boots that uh, look like they've injured people. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, there used to be a time where you went to a Metallica show and you had to keep an eye out. Yeah. yeah keep your head on a fucking course. swivel. Yeah. Kind of keep things interesting in the in the fucking pit, but there there was none of that. It's they've what they've, they, yeah. they've gotten so big and I mean I know that they were huge in the 90s and even huge in the early 2000s, but they've they've become so ingratiated into the mainstream and they've hit every corner. They've saturated the entire like mentality of a of a music fan. There's people wearing Metallica shirts that couldn't tell you that Kill 'Em All was an album. Right. Yeah. Um yeah. that they can play an entire tour without ever hitting their first 3 albums and half the crowd wouldn't even know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of the bummer of it. The the one thing I will say that I did see that's a usual staple to Metallica shows is the, you know, dried up 80s um groupie woman you know there she were some and hoes. her there she, were some hoes in the in the audience with their daughters and, and the daughters, i loved it and the daughters were <laughs> trying to out the mom yeah it was and, beautiful <laughs> and i was just like oh yeah this is great like i forgot that these people exist yeah. but i'm glad they're there because <laughs> this is hilarious now we got we were on the floor the whole night and it was the first show for me or actually for both of and i since march of 2020 and so it kind of felt odd being in a crowd mm-hmm. that size. Because I've been to baseball games and football games, sold out stadiums. And it's very different when you're in the stands where everybody has their own seat. And, you know, there's an order to it. Yeah. But on the floor of a large arena. Anything goes. You're just kind of in this big crowd. And there's like a science to it. There's mm-hmm. like a crowd science. You you pick a spot. 
you can immediately get a feel for, are, am I surrounded by assholes and dickheads? Like, who's going to be the dickhead that throws the beer, has the weak noodle arm, and I'm, I'm going to get hit in the back of the head? Who's going to be the guy that's going to take his shirt off and try and fight everybody? Am I going to be able to, like, squeeze out of here to go take a piss <laughs> right. during, yeah. like, nothing else matters yeah. and, and get back? Be, or, being able to worm your way through. Yes. And that's one thing that I'll give you. Me and you, because uh, I've never seen anybody that could do it the way I do it. Till I met you, <laughs> and, yeah. and and I was like, "This motherfucker's gonna be a good yeah. fucking showmate with me," you know? Because, dude, I can fucking I can snake through a crowd. I can be on the front of the stage within seven minutes of walking into an arena. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, right on the fucking barrier. Yeah, a part of me. I typically like to. I don't like to go to shows by myself, but I like to experience them by myself. Right, if right. that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And I I hate when. Like I like having free reign. Yeah, yeah to sure. where. Yeah. Uh, okay, you guys get planted somewhere, and I'm gonna be a satellite, and I'm gonna be bouncing all over this whole motherfucker. I'm gonna go get the beers for everybody. I'm gonna go. T- I'm gonna hit the bathroom two or three times. I'm not even gonna try and hold it. Fuck that. I want to see as many. I want to experience the show from every corner of the venue. And I love like being on my own, just like snaking right through people, right. like. They, they don't have to worry about me because I've already got the next 16 people figured out. All right, I'm going to go right here, left here. I'm going to just... And other people are walking so slow. And I hate, I hate when people are like <laughs> with me going through a crowd because I'm like, I'm just, I, I got to walk far slower and than I want every to. Concert, <laughs> every concert that I go to, uh, I've always done this. I usually start on the front and wind up in the back. Mm-hmm. before the end of the show because i always like to be uh in the back close to the soundboard yeah. and shit like that mm-hmm. by the end of the show that way i can see everything that i couldn't see mm-hmm. when i was right up on it you know you and, can experience uh, the show so differently yeah by just changing sure. yeah just changing your where you're at yeah the funny yep. thing at this show was you could not <laughs> now there was no masks there was no distancing, obviously. Of course, there was so. no assigned seating. No, uh, on the floor anyway. But they were n- security Nazis keeping people six feet away from this soundboard barricade. So you had the soundboard, and then you had ten to twelve feet, and then the barricade, and then they were pushing people like you're in the middle of this right. fucking arena right. where everybody's yelling. Yeah. In your direction, like, what do you think Dude, is they happening were, they here? were legit bulldogging people. It was just, yeah. like, going after them. So, but before the show starts, at least this is what I do. I'm kind of eyeing out the crowd, looking for who I think might be a problem, looking for other people who might be fun to hang out with. And so I'm cutting in and out, and there were a couple of crowd Nazis. Most everybody was awesome as shit. Like, as soon yeah. as I started cutting through with beers in my hands, they're like, oh, oh, yeah, go. They immediately were trusting of, oh, this guy obviously is trying to get where his friends are. Right, right. Which is great. That's how everybody should be at every show yeah. all the time. Yeah. Don't be, be a fluid. dick. Let somebody yeah. buy. Yeah. Let don't be a through. fucking dick. You don't own the floor. You didn't buy a ticket for those three square feet. If somebody's just cutting through, and guess what? You're in a crowd. That's going to happen. Yeah. Let them through. Mm-hmm. But, and so the majority of people were cool. But there's two motherfuckers that I'll remember forever that you shall not pass. You must pay a toll. 
And it get it get to the point when Metallica was on where I mean it was thick. It was you weren't just snaking your way through. Right. You needed people to give you a, a few inches here and there to to get by them. And a couple of times, like when I would get close, I would text you throw throw the light up, yeah, so that I can fucking see. Beautiful. It's the easiest thing ever, by the way. Now with cell phones, it's just text your buddy, turn on your light. Oh, there he is. Right. Cool. And so you don't get lost or mm. you don't get separated. So there was one point where I thought I was in our area. It turned out I was only 10 feet away and I'm getting my phone out. I got a beer in my mouth and a beer in my hand and I'm one hand texting Arona. And this dude's like, you got to keep moving, dude. You got to keep good. Hey, man, no stopping. No stopping. And thank God he had an angel of a girlfriend that slapped him. and was like, shut up. Obviously, he's trying to. To call his friend. He's like, I don't care. He's got to keep moving. Oh, Mind Jesus you, he was Christ. a foot taller than me. So I wasn't even blocking his view. He was just being a cunt. Yeah. PSA to any of our listeners out there. Don't be that guy. No, don't. I mean, dude, at a concert, you got to be fluid. You're supposed to be part of the tribe almost, you know, where, I mean, there's etiquette and nobody observes etiquette anymore. Yeah. Where it's just like, I mean, don't impugn on somebody's ability to have a fucking good time. Yeah, exactly. Pass that doobie to me. Yeah. I what mean, the fuck? Yeah. You lit it. Puff, puff, give. <laughs> I, I don't, puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass. Yeah. I just don't understand people that go to a show just to express how much of an asshole they can be to other people that have at least that same common interest. At the time when the band is on stage, it's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, bro. there's usually at least somewhat of a hive mentality that we're all there for the same thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, that has been true over the years. At concerts, I used to get past weed constantly. Sure. Back in the day. Oh, yeah. And over the years, that has changed. That's changed. A lot of Bogart and people, bastards yeah, out yeah, there. They, they, like, and I'll see people light something up, and they'll just sit there and smoke the whole thing. You know, mm-hmm. and It's I'm like, odd. It's more I'm readily like, wow, available a, now. It's, I know. It's weird. It's, the the very, it's a now, very strange thing. The difference now is everybody brought is bringing their own personal vapes. Right. So now to ask somebody for that is considered yeah, rude. Right, right. Then I get it in the COVID world. Sure. Fine. You can you can feel that way. It's not a problem. No, no sweat off my sack. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm just talking over the years up to COVID. Now, here's something else that was a funny observation that I never thought I would ever have at a concert. But these are the times that we live in. At one point in the show, and maybe it was before Metallica came on, it was in the set break. Somebody, some animal out there lit up a regular goddamn cigarette. Which was the weirdest fucking, like everybody in the audience, everybody in the crowd was like, who the fuck is that old timer? Like who the, who, who let this monster in here light cigarettes? I mean, cause you could smell weed and nobody gave a fuck, but back in the day, of course you're going to smell cigarettes too. Yeah. Even in an indoor venue where like you will get kicked the fuck out there. Right. Uh, I saw a cop almost tackle a guy out in the uh, porter potty area for, for just vaping. For oh, just, no shit. For just vaping. Yeah, because it's a totally no-no. Like, you're not allowed to breathe out anything other than air right? Uh, in these new buildings, which is fucking retarded. But yeah, he almost got fucked. He might have gotten tackled. I just got the fuck out of there because I saw, like, you know, the, the law enforcement tension growing. And I was like, I don't want to be here. But um, yeah, it was bizarre to mm-hmm. smell a cigarette and think, who the 
fuck is that guy? <laughs> like, it was yeah. hilarious. Now, it was odd going to a concert uh, because the day that we went, it was on a Saturday. It was less than 24 hours after what happened at Astroworld over there in Houston. And obviously, yes, we're touching on some old shit. Well, look at when we last released an episode. We, we got some ground to cover. Yeah, people, welcome back. Come but, on. But I was going to sleep the night before Metallica with all the fun visions of a concert dancing around in my head. And I get a notification on my phone. Mass casualty event at a concert. I'm like, oh, God. I was like, are you shitting me? Like, this is what I got to go to sleep with now? But, of course, I immediately got online, and I'm looking at video, and I'm trying to figure out what... I, I'm, a, I'm a news junkie. Like, if shit's breaking, I'm going to I'm gonna want to know what's happening. Because I'm like, mass casualty event? What that's, the fuck happened? That's what happened at Satanic Rituals. You know, <laughs> that's what happens. And so by now, we don't even need to say what happened, because uh, everybody has to know by now. But what I was watching that night was bizarre. Now, what happened, obviously, you know, the, the crowd rushes the stage, there's swarm, it's like this mass push, and people get fucking caught in it, they can't breathe, they, Arona and I, and Doug, please share any stories you have, we got caught in a very similar, identical situation. System of the Down. Out in Phoenix. Yeah. Where they were, it was kind of like Metallica, it was a three-band uh, concert grouping that night. Another strange lineup. <laughs> yep, but like everything was normal during the show. During the first two mm-hmm. shows, you couldn't tell anything was going to go off. But the second the curtain dropped and System is just fucking losing their shit on stage, the entire crowd in one mass just pushes up to the front. And we were already yeah. up to the front. So we had the entire mass of how many thousands of people behind us. My feet just got picked the fuck up off the ground, and I was just moving. And I, yeah. I didn't want to move. No, we we started out in the middle of the audience, <laughs> yeah. you know, for that show. By the third song, we're against the guardrail Yeah, because yeah. of how much everyone pushed. And for any system fans out there... I think like most shows of theirs, they open with prison song Mm -hmm. and dude, it's like right when they hit that opening note, you didn't even know it was coming. And then just right when that note hits, it's like everyone just compressed forward. Monsters of Rock, 1988. Exact fucking same thing. Yeah. When Metallica, when Metallica hit the set, dude, Monsters of Rock, in case anybody doesn't know what the lineup was, it was Van Halen, the Scorpions, Metallica docking and a band called kingdom come that a lot of people never heard of but they sounded just like led zeppelin they were like the greta van fleet mm-hmm. of their day so <laughs> but anyway they must be stopped if you look at the names on that bill think about this van halen with with sammy hagar era, era mm. van halen docking <laughs> the scorpions yeah and basically a Led Zeppelin cover band. Yeah. They were ready for Metallica to come With out. Metallica. Yeah. St- yeah. Sandwiched right there in the middle. <laughs> Everything that Metallica was, hates is opening for them. So, <laughs> so it was... I mean, the, the, way this, the way the show went, show went like this. It was Kingdom Come first, and then Dokken, and then Metallica played. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exact same thing you just described happened. It was 
the whole fucking 62,000 fucking people in Tampa Stadium just went right to the stage. Yeah. Immediately. And I'm like, just don't oh. lose me. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. don't lose me. Yeah. Hey, grab my arm, grab my Stay head, whatever connected. you got to do. And uh, so, and same thing, our feet didn't touch the floor the whole yeah. time Metallica was playing. Yep. Our yep. feet never fucking touched the floor. Yeah. And uh, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And it's, and I mean, it was still an amazing experience for sure. It's yeah. just, dude, I, I've never been so close to being dehydrated in my life. Yeah, no, I'm going to disagree with you. It was not an amazing experience. It uh, fucking sucked. Yeah. I love that show. <laughs> well, I'm building yes. up this. Let me go with this. Okay. It gotcha. fucking sucked because you have the feeling of total lack of control. Yeah. You, sure. You have no. Uh, control over where you are. Yep. Or if you want to be somewhere else, too fucking bad. You just have to deal with it where you're at. Right. And wherever the crowd's going to take you, you're going without any decision uh, making. You don't have any of that. And even in my late teens and 20s, I found I find it hard to breathe in those situations. Oh, yeah. Um, it gets because when you, when you have so many people stuffed together, you have to get up above it. Yep. To be able to even breathe, yeah, and if because if you're down low, you're done, you're done, yeah, and and it, it's a, it's a it's been a danger uh, forever. forever, forever, you know. But like when we were in that rush, I couldn't breathe. I remember looking at you and I was like, "Dude, what what the fuck? <laughs> like this sucks." Yeah, I, I was not having a good time, right, right, and <laughs> and it, immediately. The temperature, your temperature just spikes. Yeah. It's yeah. not Straight a up. it's not a slow build. No, no. It is immediate. Yeah. Yeah. Because you sandwich all of those ninety-eight degree bodies together yeah. with all that friction. Yep. And it goes up over a hundred real yeah, quick. Real quick. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so the possibility of overheating immediately is there for everyone. And if one person goes out, that's dead weight. Yeah. Yep. They fall. Panic ensues. More, it, yeah, it can yeah. it builds on itself exponentially. Yep. And so, for anybody that's never been in that kind of situation, if you were hearing what happened at Astro World and were confused about how it could happen, oh, it can happen like that at any show, mm -hmm. and on a dime. It's yeah. not something yeah. that you sense happening. It just happens. Yeah, and that's another thing about just being a cool member of the audience. Don't be a floor Nazi. You don't own that area. Be cool to everybody around you. And don't... What, what are you doing by... Let's... It's all the dickheads in the back. Let's rush the front. Yeah. yeah. It's a chain reaction that leads to bad things. Yeah. And it ruins mm -hmm. everybody's time. Like, it's it's the gayest shit ever. Like, people that do that deserve to get their heads snapped, in my opinion. But... It was the weirdest thing the night that I was watching this Astro World stuff, again, the day before we went to the Metallica show, because immediately there's a guy on Instagram doing an Instagram live talking about what he experienced. He was at the show and he was saying some pretty bizarre shit uh, about what he witnessed. And I'm going to let him tell you the tale. I'll probably stop it here and there. It's a six minute long video. Was there a goat sacrifice in the middle somewhere or something? <laughs> well... Let's just let him talk. Mm. <clears throat> All right, so shit, I'm about to. <clears throat> All right, so shit, I'm about to do this video to let everybody know what the fuck happened to that asteroid, bro. Like, okay, so when I first got there, that's when Master P was performing. It wasn't that many people there, so I had went 
you know, I got in the crowd. We was probably like in the middle of the crowd, but we was way in the front. And <laughs> as everything was happening, I just felt like I was being crushed and like I couldn't breathe and I almost like literally passed out. Like I felt like I was about to like collapse. So I started screaming and shit. So that's when like the people, they seen me just because of the fact that I was in the front. So they had pulled me out, you know what I'm saying? And then I had got out and I had just stood around like not in the um the crowd no more. But that was during the daytime. So look, let me tell you something. Look, all right, so this is when Travis, Travis Scott is about to hit the stage. All right. Something in my mind told me don't get in the crowd due to the fact of what happened to me earlier that day, you know what I'm saying, with the whole Master P, you know, audience and whatnot. So look, Travis Scott about to perform. It's probably like a hundred thousand plus people, you know, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Just standing around in the barricades. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't as bad, but something told me don't stand in the barricade. Don't do it. I sat on the side. You see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I went all the way <laughs> to like the end of the line. And I was like right there on the barricade, but I sat like, you know, like took a seat on it. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be in the crowd like that. But I'm, I kid you, I kid y'all not, bro. As soon as Travis Scott started, like as soon as he started, like all the flame, the fly, the fire, the fucking like the, the Phoenix and all that shit. And then he popped out. Start going crazy and like I'm telling you, as soon as he started going crazy, like the whole crowd started raging and shit. Everybody just screaming, help, help, help. Mind you, I'm sitting on top of the fence. So I'm looking down on everybody and I'm seeing all this shit happening. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers reaching and they crying. I'm trying to pull people out. So look, in the middle, it's a VIP section. Like different celebrities and people who pay like thousands of dollars to sit in the VIP section. I'm, mind you, I'm pulling people out and I'm trying to pull them into that VIP section. That's where like people was pulling people in so they can breathe. So the people in the damn VIP section, they getting mad talking about why the fuck you pulling people over here in our section. I'm like, man, fuck that shit, bro. These people about to lose their motherfucking lives. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so God. I pull out this one boy. This boy, he probably like 14 years old. This is a little bitty teenager, bro. This one lady, I kid you not, in the fucking VIP section literally put her hands on this boy and associated this boy and started hitting him like, then I tell y'all don't jump the fuck over. So I end up screaming like, bitch, who the fuck is you to tell somebody what they can do? Like, bitch, this ain't your motherfucking concert, bitch. Nobody give a fuck about what motherfucking ticket you paid for. Like, these people need some fucking help. So I'm helping people. I'm pulling people out. And, like, it just felt like we was, like, literally, like, in fucking hell, bro. Like, it felt like we was in a concert in hell. You couldn't breathe. You couldn't see. Like, just imagine all the people they're going to find tonight who was in that crowd, who nobody could see, who nobody could hear. All right. So, yeah, it's funny. I mean, there's a little, I mean, yeah, people died sad, always never not sad. Yeah. However, <laughs> it's our job to find funny. And uh, yeah. there's some funny shit in here. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you is? <laughs> I yeah. find it. I, this isn't intentional, but I, I've noticed uh, I play a lot of clips <laughs> from, <laughs> from people that it could be construed in a certain manner. <laughs> that I just find them to be wildly entertaining and sometimes informative. This dude has a lot of good information. We're talking to he does. A, yeah. We're, we're hearing from an eyewitness here. All right. So this is this is the news portion. Let's let I'm, I'm going to try to be serious. But when he said it felt like hell, it's kind of like what I just said, because it gets hot. Yeah. Fast. Mm. Yes. And you yeah. cannot breathe. It right. feels like somebody literally sucked the air out of in front of your face. Yes. You, there's no air there for yes. you. Um, but also at the same time, this chicken VIP, I guarantee you, had no idea what was going on. Oh no. No. If if you're if you're not getting sandwiched to death, 
you don't know that that's what's happening to other people. Right. Because by looking at it, you can't see it. You just see a crowd. Oh, just, well, you mean rich people clueless to the struggles of everyone else? Hmm. Nah, well, I'm not going to That's go. odd. There could have been a janitor in VIP. He still wouldn't have <laughs> fucking known what the fuck was happening. Peasant. Eh. Um, but so that's how it starts. Dude goes to Master P earlier in the day. Kind of gets a weird vibe. That's why it's important to pay attention to the crowd, though. You can pick up on this shit if you go into enough shows. You can see if there's like some bad shit. Oh, yeah, that if could it's going to be some crazy shit. Yes. Now, there was a big sign that could have told you that some shit like this was going to happen earlier in the day because there were a lot of low down, no good motherfuckers that decided they didn't want to pay to get into the show. And so they broke down the boundary fence, the right. barricades, and just, and just stormed it. the, yeah, the stormed venue. It. Now, a lot has come out since this happened, where obviously security knew about that, and they notified Travis Scott and his team, security team and all that shit. They said, hey, there's been a breach in our security wall. We don't even know how many thousands of people are in here that were not supposed to be here that will overwhelm our system, but you need to know that you know we had that happen, so... Keep an eye out. Crowd might get a little extra rowdy because, well, we didn't account for this many extra people to be in this motherfucker. So it, you have an overcrowding event that's also happening. And Travis Scott just comes on and he never stops the show. And this is what happens after this dude starts literally pulling people out of the crowd, trying to save them. Who passed out and everybody was just trumpling on top of them the whole fucking concert. Like, I'm thinking it's probably going to be like at least 100 people who dead tonight. Like, I, I kid you not, like. In the VIP section, it was so many bodies laid out. People was getting pulled out who was fainted. And the people were trying, the medics were trying to give them CPR. And they was flipping them over. And, like, they was literally turning them black and blue. Like, I never seen no, I never seen death in my fucking life, bro. Just by me alone, it was probably, like, 10 fucking people laid out dead. And, like, once the medics tried to help them, they wasn't responding. They moved to the next person. It was nothing they could have do. Like, this shit, like, this shit really fucked me up and, like, really spooked me tonight. Like, that was, like, some demonic shit. Like, and what was so crazy, like, people were screaming help, trying to tell Travis, Travis Scott. It was like, help. The whole crowd was just going, like, help, help, help. And he just kept going, bro. It was like, this shit was scary, bro. It was so demonic, bro. And mind you, y'all see the type of music I make. Y'all see everything. Like, you know, like, I've been so heavily influenced by Travis. But, like, after tonight, bro, like, God really showed me, like, you know, like, stay away from that shit, bro. Like, that shit not for you. Because, like, he sacrificed so many people's lives tonight, like, for real. Like, so many people's lives are gone tonight because they want to go to a fucking Travis Scott concert and have fun. You know, he influenced people to be raging and all this shit. So many people broke in, and it was just chaos, bro. It was a living fucking hell, bro. Imagine seeing all those dead bodies, and that was that was just by me. And the shit got so bad, I was sitting on top of the gate. I was pulling so many people in, helping so many fucking people. And people was just screaming, crying, trying to ask for my help. I got so overwhelmed, I, I jumped down and I, I ran out that bitch and I left, bro. Like, this shit really happened tonight. And a lot of people, they, you know, hearing this shit, but like, watch that. tomorrow. Y'all gonna see this shit was no fucking joke. Like, this shit really happened. So many people got injured, so many people died. That shit was so fucking wicked, like. It was so wicked, bro. Like, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, put nothing on Travis Scott and call him Illuminati, call him no devil worshiper. That's what the fuck it was, bro. We really went to a concert in hell, bro. You couldn't breathe. I'm talking about everybody was so crushed up on you. It was like literally no room for you to lift your chest up and breathe. Like, you couldn't move. 
All right, all right. So uh, you you get the picture there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, I I've been watching this guy. His name on Instagram, I think he since changed it, but it, at this time his name was Diablo Xantiago. <laughs> yeah, he definitely changed that. I yeah, think. he changed the fuck out of it. So <laughs> I I kept up with this dude for the week after the the show happened, and I, he was doing Instagram lives. He was having other concert goers that were there that night come on his Instagram live and kind of tell their tell from their vantage point that you know. Uh, somebody was like related to one of the people that died. It, it, it was sad. There's no way around it. It was sad as fuck. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I found out later that this was his first concert that he's ever been to. Ooh. Was this experience. I mean, he's a young kid. Oh, he's fucked. That's yeah, terrible. He'll, he'll never have a good concert experience no. again. No. No. And there were a lot of people that that was their first concert experience. Yeah, that's fucked up. The age of uh, some of the people that deceased were like nine, nine years, years old. old. Yeah. yeah. That's fucked, man. I know. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, the way, yeah, yeah. It's 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 you know any any time you're doing anything in a crowd of people, it's a dangerous thing. Oh yeah, sure. It, you, that it, mob it, mentality it's gets always, going. Yeah, yeah. And all it takes is uh, just like we said, you know, one asshole or one fucking person to start a fight in a crowd and then mm-hmm. you don't know what the first person, person beside you is going to react like yeah. you know i mean and then it just turns into a fucking snowballs melee it quickly very quickly very yeah. quickly and and when you look at um like I, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up probably the worst tragedy at a music event that i can think of and mm-hmm. that is the station fire in um rhode island i can't remember what year it was but great white yep was playing and while when they were playing they were playing in this club where they should not have had pyro yeah and they had pyro go off Mm. and it caught two sides of the stage on fire the foam yep and within three minutes you can watch this on youtube It, it, it it's amazing from the time the fire starts until the whole building is fully engulfed in flames is three minutes long. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 fucking amazing to watch it. I watched it just the other night again. Mm-hmm. After when we were when I saw this Travis Scott shit, it just reminded me of that. And I was like, and it's horrifying video. Yes. I mean, you see people over a hundred people died in this. I mean, well, I think a hundred was the death count. And then People survived with just horrible, horrible injuries, as you can imagine, in a fire. Yeah. But when you're when you're watching this video, you see what happened was the same thing that happened here. Is it's it's a bottleneck. It's when you when you have so many people pushing for one area and and at the Travis Scott show, it's the stage. At 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 this particular in this particular situation it was the front door because it was the only place that people could get the fuck out because they had locked other doors in the it was just fucking tragic and when you're when you're sitting there and you're watching all of those people piled up at the front door dying they're just dying and i'm talking they're stacked up 10 people high yeah and and all this is on youtube you can watch this just look up the station fire that's all you have to do and um it is horrifying and the black smoke and all of that shit. Now, like I said, anytime you get in a crowd, and, and, and it was like in the Vegas thing with the shooting, mm-hmm. you, you're you're always you always have to be aware of your surroundings. But when you're in a crowd 
you have to be fucking hyper aware sure. yeah. of everything that's going on around you because just like we were saying in an instant it can turn into fucking bedlam yeah. yeah and if you don't if you don't have an exit strategy to get out you need a survival strategy to get through it. Yeah. That's it, that it's basically and anything can happen. I mean, a crowd surfer can fall on you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dire- basically things can come from any direction, you know, have, have as much fun as you possibly can, but with that fun, have the awareness. Now, something I, I something I took away, you know, I originally, after all this happened was I, I sympathized a little bit with Travis Scott where it's like you get into the energy of a performance, you know, he might not have noticed that anything was happening. And then, of course, like YouTube does, you know, they start playing those instances where artists are like, OK, we need to stop this shit right, right now. Right. And I, I've that very much started to wear off on me where it's like, no, Travis Scott should have definitely fucking seen that something was going on. Well, he was on a fucking yeah. thing, to, what, 15 feet above the crowd? Yeah. At mm-hmm. least 20 feet high. Yeah. But so, I was going to say, uh, I didn't know where you were going with that initially, because we haven't really talked about this much, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, fuck Travis Scott uh, entirely. Yeah. Uh, and Drake. Um, now, how's Drake, uh, you know, in the... I, I, he I, was on stage with Travis okay. Scott. I, I was not aware. Um, so fuck them both. Because he cannot, and this is going to come out because after this, there's now, I think, upwards of 200 plus lawsuits. Oh, of course. Against Travis Scott and Live Nation. Yeah. Um, th- it was live streamed on Apple Plus Music. So if you have an Apple TV or whatever, you could have watched it all. And there's clips even from the Apple TV uh, broadcast where you can hear people crying out for help. At one point, there was a fucking ambulance in the crowd. Right. Driving through the crowd. Yes. And he points it out. Oh, shit, man. What the fuck is going on out there? All right. Well, y'all know what y'all came here to do. Let's fuck this place up. Woo. And it's like, and there's, and there's even a moment I saw where they highlighted where his people come out on stage to tell him, possibly, likely, probably, hey, man, we got a situation here. And he just kept on fucking going. I think this is going to be the end of Travis Scott financially. Anyway. Right. Mm. Uh, he might be able to make records and come back, you know, a little while later. But for the next three years to five years, this dude's going to be in court. Wow. Somebody can get, get canceled for something actually cancelable. It still happens yeah. uh, occasionally. But so that was that video that I played just a minute ago is what I was watching in real time live hearing this shit just going, oh, my God, 100 dead people. Now, obviously, you can hyper-sensationalize things, especially when you've never experienced this before. They did say there were hundreds of injured people. Like, there were bodies going to hospitals left and right. Right. And immediately, and the internet's done a decent job of scratching this, but on this guy's Instagram, he had pictures of dead bodies in the crowd. So I don't I don't not trust what his account of this is. Uh, the, Instagram immediately took it off because, you know, you can't have that shit. Mm. Um, but I looked at the names that came out later with the pictures and I was like that I saw that guy. Uh, so I, I believe him. I trust him. Um, I think also through the lens of tragedy as things are occurring, it multiplies, you know, what you're seeing. So when he says, I saw 10 bodies, dead bodies surrounding me, you know, that's easily hyperbolic just from the, through the lens of a tragedy. 
Yeah, I mean, he could have seen the 10. I think they're up to 10. Yeah, uh, they, they might were, have, I sure. Think they went, I know the death count was still rising afterwards. Yeah. But um, it was weird. So I was watching that. And uh, yeah, nice lullaby uh, to go to bed to before you go to a concert. <laughs> and Jim is one of those people where, you know, if you allow the gremlins to play <laughs> as far as that, you know, going rampant in his brain, it just builds and builds and builds. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, I got to watch more. I yeah. got to see more. What the fuck actually happened? I want to hear from somebody else that was there. And they immediately uh, the chief of police, chief of Houston police came on and gave a press conference. And this is before he knew anything. And so he gave like the worst press conference of all time, of all time. It was terrible. Uh, since then, once he got some more facts, he was able to give a more coherent, professional uh, press conference where he was given some information. And then like some weird, some weird shit started coming out. Like there was dudes there injecting people with drugs. And I'm like, come on. Like this, this, this is where things can like get out of control with rumors and shit. And then the next day I heard this and I was like, wait. Wait a minute. Say that again. It was a satanic ritual, dude. Since I've been a police officer, and we take pride of it, and we're going to get down to the bottom. A lot of narratives out there right now. A lot of them. On social media, and even last night. I think that all of us need to be respectful of the families, and make sure that we follow the facts and the evidence. And that's what we're trying to do here in the Houston Police Department. I will tell you, one of the narratives was that some individual was injecting other people with drugs. We do have a report of a security officer, what? according to the medical staff that was out and treated him last night, that he was reaching over to uh, restrain or grab a citizen, and he felt a prick in his neck. When he was examined, he went unconscious. They administered Narcan. He was revived. And the medical staff did notice a prick that was similar to um, a, a prick that you would get if somebody's trying to inject. That is one part of it. The other thing that's very important, there were some individuals that were trampled. And we want to be respectful of that. But we just ask that y'all give us time to do a proper investigation. Live Nation has stated from the very beginning that they would cooperate. They're going to give us the video sometime this evening i spoke to my uh, commander and homicide so we're waiting to get that that's going to help us but i also want to call out to the community kids and young individuals that was out there if you see something say something this is now a criminal investigation that's going to involve our homicide division as well as narcotics and we're going to get down to the bottom of it that's insane that's fucking well, that's, crazy. Well, that's man. what happens at a satanic ritual. You try to take out <laughs> yeah. the security. Yeah. Uh -huh. And when, if you take the security out, then there's nobody there to keep everybody from being swallowed up. By the devil. By yeah. the gates of hell. Yeah. I mean, Houston, what the fuck Open are y'all up Open to over there? I mean, yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't win it. a championship properly. And when you do, you cheat at it. And then beyond that, now you're... It's like you're trying to be the anti-Austin, almost. Yeah, Houston's taking a lot of L's in one week's time, not going to lie. But, yeah. uh, I mean, guys, the World Series isn't that important. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm happy, but you don't have to go around <laughs> fucking stabbing security yes. in the neck <laughs> and injecting him with shit. Like, what the fuck did they shoot him up with? Where immediately he had to get Narcan? That I means he was... Like it's probably he was fentanyl, something. Yeah. It had to be something heavy duty. But what type of fucking human being... 
takes syringes of shit that requires Narcan. Like, who who are these people? Yeah, no shit. Now, I haven't heard anything, uh, any updates, and it might only be in the Houston area where they're even still talking about this, but I haven't... I've looked. I haven't haven't found anything. If they've come up with anything, like how the fuck do you find somebody that's out there? Is this going to turn the way of the Vegas shooting? I think it. Well, no, because that was. It's not as sensational. Like to the people that were there, this is just as traumatic sure. as the Vegas shooting. But everybody else, it's like, well, there's no video of you know dudes getting injected with shit. Like that would be bonkers. I would definitely play that if I had it. Um, but when I first heard. The rumors, the night up, because they were out there. They were out there immediately. There were motherfuckers shooting people up with drugs, killing people. There were people in the crowd just straight up murking dudes. And I was just like, <laughs> I mean, what? And then he comes out and says that shit the next day. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> they weren't lying. Like, I guess anything's possible. Yeah. But, I mean, holy fuck, you don't go to a show with that on your mind that somebody behind you can just straight up fucking end you with a syringe. I yeah. mean. I know we talk a lot of shit about shots on this podcast, but good Lord. I don't know. I've never heard of that shit before at a concert ever. Uh, no. That sounds like some like weird dark metal, like European shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. there were a lot of people, uh, this Diablo Santiago guy, that he was the first to point it out. And he even said it in the video. We didn't really make a big deal of it at the time. Doug's kind of been hinting at it. But there's a lot of people and the, the crazy fucking extreme Jesus freak part of the internet, which surprisingly still is out there, have all come together. It's almost like a QAnon thing happening around this show where they're all equally at the same time claiming that this was a, a sacrifice. That a Travis Scott yes. mm-hmm. sacrificed his fans to the devil. Right. And they're pointing out the symbology and different things that the tunnel on the stage and yeah, all the, the, all the, the crazy flaming shit that was and how much, how much fire there was. Yeah. And it was, and it was in a mountain, which yeah. it was also like the pyramid for the Illuminati. <laughs> right. Yeah, dude, there's but a lot of shit. There's no, a lot yeah, of that's shit. All, yeah. If you, if you have you. an hour or two to kill, go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's, it, it, <laughs> they do come up with a lot of shit. Well, and there's one thing that you can't really, you can't really hate on before Travis Scott came on the stage. On the screen, dead center, on the stage, it says in these real creepy-ass fucking red text, see you on the other side. And then people fucking immediately start dying, like, the second that he comes on stage. I don't know, dude. Like, I can understand how this can fuck with people. I totally get it. I'm not I'm not downplaying their PTSD. Like, I would probably be fucked up. No, it sounds beyond irony right now. It's, it sounds planned. But I'm telling you, I watched... A couple of hours of this dude's Instagram lives where he was letting people come on with him and he the inundation of people saying this is the devil at work. This was a straight up sacrifice. He's satanic. Look at what hip hop is like hip hop is, you know, full of like devil worshipers now. (laughs) It's literally another satanic panic. Yeah, it's like but, it's like they're going after the rappers the way they came after us in the eighties. Good, mm-hmm. good, good. Go, go get them. But there's a em. lot of crazy shit because you got like Lil Nas X selling human blood and shoes, right? <laughs> and you got them giving the devil lap dances. There's a lot Jeez. of six 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 shit in rap, which to me is like, I don't know, man. I grew up in a different time where the devil was in metal, right? 
It was nowhere near hip hop or yeah, rap. No, not at all. Rap and hip hop was all about money, bitches, and drugs. Right. It was the rock and roll, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Was that this is this is it. the way I see it? I see hip hop has become stale. It's the same shit over and over again, and they're trying to rock up the shows like the metal bands did. That's the way I see this, anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, the like to this day, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen is Ramstein. Now, if a Bible thumping Jesus freak went to a Ramstein concert. They would definitely feel like that they have just witnessed Satan's performers give them a (laughs) taste of what it's like on the other side. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. So I think all the rappers are just trying to, they're trying to ride on that, you know, because it's a, it's, it's something new. Yeah, it's new to them, yeah, but for them. it's like old, old, old and worn us. out. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. Y'all are y'all are still rapping about drugs and bitches. Yeah. Like, this isn't, <laughs> I don't think that this, this is, is really like a demo shit. You know, that's- now, I forgot, because this was a, l- a couple weeks ago. I got a clip that backs up everything I just said. I'm going to play it for you. This is from one of uh, this dude's Instagram lives where he invited a dude on. And, uh, well, here's the Satanic Panic Exhibit A. Hey, I ain't showing my face or none of that. I got, I got, a, I got a message for all y'all, bro. Hey, all y'all need to turn that music off, bro. Yeah. I'm telling y'all facts. Y'all got to turn that shit off. Every celebrity that y'all know of, they all sign they soul over, bro. I promise. Whether they show yeah. that shit or not. What you saw yesterday yeah. was nothing more than a fucking ritual sacrifice, my nigga. Yeah. When you look at that, look at this, the post that, that Travis Scott posted the day before, bro. Look at what he posts as his album. I ain't even, like, I, I ain't even been, like, honestly, I haven't even really, like, seen on his posts. I ain't even looked on the page. Bro, look at that shit. He posted a fucking, uh, I just seen the, um, the, um, the, um, I seen, like, the, um, before I went, like, the Utopia, you, you, I forgot what it was called, like, the announcement, you know, like, the little mixtape. Yeah, but, all right, and another yeah. thing, this is, this is, all right, outside of this, I don't know if y'all know what CERN is, but it's, it's, a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, something that can, like they 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 open up portals, bro. They, I'm not what I'm trying to say. They open up portals that's releasing dark matter energy, bro. This shit is yeah. affecting all of us. It's been open. They open that shit off September 21st. So everything yeah. like, you're gonna see a lot more of this shit. These celebrities gonna start getting a lot more bold with their shit, bro. They yeah. all signed over, and now it's showtime. They don't give a fuck. I'm telling you yeah. facts. Y'all turn that shit off if y'all want y'all sold. I'm telling y'all facts, bro. Time is ticking. Yeah. I'm telling y'all. That's all I gotta say. All right, bro. Stay safe. All right. So there you go. Turn that shit off. There you go. I don't know. It's I'm used to hearing bitches like Tipper Gore say, "Yes, this is this is not music. This is the devil at work." That was what I was going to ask. What's going to be this generation's Tipper? That's it. Well, whoever jumps on this, gangsters saying, "Protect your soul." (laughs) Yeah, young girl. I don't know, but would it be Michelle Obama? Do you think she'll step up maybe? Or, I mean, who would be the tipper? I I can't answer that. All, all I know is this is this is bonkers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it is. It's, 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 it's like a repeat of 80s metal. It's the same shit. It's just happening in hip hop. Yeah, it's just that's the most bizarre place to have it happen. Uh, well, you, you would think that, but it, it, it logically to me, it makes sense. Yeah. Because hip hop has nowhere else to go. It doesn't. There, there's no, I mean, you can only rap about bitches and drugs and money and shit like that. You can only do that so much 
to where it's so saturated now. So now if you got some hip hopper coming out, like if Travis Scott's next big hit is, you know, fucking six, six, six. Yeah, man. I'm yeah. hip with him. You know, I mean, <laughs> if, if it, I, they'll ride that shit, they will, they'll ride it. And well, but I mean, uh, just as I, I know, you know, with metal, it was overblown, of course, yes. but with anything else, yes, there were satanic metal bands. Yes. There's definitely going to be satanic yes. hip hop hip, hip artists. artists. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't make it the norm either. Right. No, right. I mean, I under like the reason why I get it in metal is because they leaned into it. They made sure. it part of their personality. They made it part of their iconography. They sing about death all the time. Well, I mean, Black Sabbath's story is, dude, they were a uh, three, four-piece, uh, you know, jazz band, or blues, maybe, and they they would always go to practice across the street from a theater, and th- this one time, they saw people just lined up, this huge fucking line, and it was for a horror show, and they were like, dude, we could fucking do that with music, and so... I mean, it was almost kind of built on that a little bit, even though the music didn't really symbolize that at all. I mean, if you listen to any Black Sabbath lyrics, none of it's really at all satanic. It's actually more, you know, uh, driven to the other side. Just like Jim said, you know, in in metal, they leaned into it. They did. They leaned into the dark side. Yeah, from the beginning. yeah, 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 from the very beginning. I mean, you look at Motley Crue with the pentagram and all that, you know, I, I mean, Slayer. Yeah. Slayer. All, all Cannibal Court. I mean, come all on, this isn't yeah, like yeah, it, goes, it goes, it goes way back. Yeah. But, uh, but for me, the hip hop thing, as far as them doing what they're doing now, it makes sense to me. And I don't know any of Travis Scott songs. I, I couldn't tell you not one of it's them. It's all auto-tuned bullshit. You know, but does he sing about the devil in anything? Does he sing about death in anything does he sing about you know see i don't know either These so are, i yeah. can't so i can't comment on that to whether he is a fucking there there is a lot satanic more guy or whatever there is a lot more satanic imagery and iconography that has popped up very recently right. in hip-hop and especially for the old hip-hop heads that remember it for being more about you know guns women and drugs and now they see this there's no other reaction than to say they sold their soul to the devil. Right. Because these decisions come from somewhere. Right. They come from meetings and like, well, right. we, we, like you said, well, right. this is the next natural thing. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, somebody made the conscious decision to promote and go down that line of entertainment. Right. Yeah. That right there in itself isn't necessarily incorrect for what this guy said. Right. They sold their soul over. Yeah. Because they agreed to let's take it in this For direction. Money, yes. Yeah. So you can still be saying things that are factual, but you can blow it up to be literally the second wave of satanic panic. Right. And if this actually continues, it will be something to behold where you start seeing gangsters not being down with that devil shit. And there's going to be some hilarious <laughs> fucking commentary that comes yeah, out of it. Yeah, yeah. Because when it was the when it was the the war against metal and the devil, it was Congress people. It was boring. Right. right. It was boring orators right. that were making the case that this is bad for young ears. It was going to make them start murdering people. Right. It was. It was like you know. It was the typical response. This response <laughs> is going to be 
hilarious imagine the rap battles you know they've got somebody like in the corner killing a goat well the well, no other guy's like i've been baptized three times this week no <laughs> he's got he's still got a gold chalice with like you know diamond inlays but he's pouring like you know goat blood on himself and shit it's gonna be it's gonna be bizarre yeah but i was not expecting the devil to be brought up at all and what happened at Astro World? Yet there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. It and it's the 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 bizarre part of it all is the QAnon level conspiracies that have immediately taken over the what happened and why it was chosen to happen there and all this. I mean, it's it's. Well, I'm you always, basically you basically got one guy starting all of this, and that's that kid that it's his first concert, and he's throwing the devil out there and, oh, no, then, I, and then everybody else is jumping on it. You oh, know? No, 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 no. People are coming to him no, to I say know, this. But that's what I'm saying. It's he, he's the one that threw it out there. Well, he's the one that, well, there's other people. I, I only have a couple things right. clipped, but I trust me when I started hearing about that, right. I started looking into it and I've also heard other people say, dude, have y'all heard about the fucking entire like satanic right. Uh, right. thing? And there's, Dozens of people that were saying the same thing at the same time. Right. Well, so he, he didn't kick it off. Yeah, but there's a there's a there's an audience for it. I'll right. put, I'll put well, it that think, way. Think think of though. I mean, just the irony of the fact that what an what an astro is. It's pertaining to stars, mm-hmm. and you know, Satan was at one point called a fallen the, star or the, the morning dark. star. Yeah, or, yeah. the yeah. morning yeah. star. <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's it, it does have a little ring of irony to it that's a little bit more than coincidence for it any seems. good cult level conspiracy theory sure. shit there has to be something to build off of yeah and there's plenty of breadcrumbs um yeah i mean obviously you know t's and p's out to everybody that lost their life uh obviously it's a tragedy and it sucks sure. i like going to shows uh, I would never be caught dead at Astro World. Fuck all that. Like it's just not my scene. I don't. I don't party with a con. I don't. I don't go to concerts where fucking nine year olds are going to be. Uh, and whoever the fuck brought their their minors with them to that show, like what the fuck are you thinking? What are you stay, saying, Jim? You have to stay five hundred feet away from nine year olds. Well, you know, I don't want to get. I don't want to get shot by uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> Apparently, that dude's got it out for pedos. Um, but. Anyway, so yeah, that's Astro World. Crazy. I'll, like I said, I haven't heard much since then, but uh, we'll see what comes out of it once it starts going to trial. Because this dude has fucking shitloads. Uh, I I was listening to an attorney that was handling all these uh, lawsuits that are going in, and last update that he gave was they were north of two hundred filed lawsuits. This dude is never going to financially recover. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Anywho, but where I heard that attorney was on a uh, live stream. Uh, well, let me back up a little bit. We, we, we're we kind of bouncing into Kyle Rittenhouse. So obviously that motherfucker is free. He's free as fuck, as a matter of fact. Congratulations to Rittenhouse and his legal team and, and the jury up there that had the balls to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he got exonerated on all charges earlier this week. And obviously, it has blown the fuck up in the news. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was very touch and go. I mean, I definitely, after the second day of deliberation, it's like, oh, shit. You know, are they actually going to send him away for something? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, that had to be nerve wracking if you're Kyle. 
sitting there mm-hmm. for three and a half days while they're deliberating on your life, basically. You yeah. know, are you going to have one or is it going to be spent in correctional facilities? Now, and I, I know I've heard a lot of left lefties talking about how this is promoting vigilante justice. God, I wish. And now, and here's the funny thing that they're not, you know, really paying attention to. The fact that they're calling it vigilanteism, they're also actually kind of paying attention to the fact that people were breaking fucking laws by, I don't know, burning down their cities and, you know, uh, breaking up businesses and shit. That's actually kind of progress if you think about it. In a weird way, they are acknowledging that the entire thing was criminal activity that that he was fighting up against. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, like so, I had COVID the last two weeks. I was sick as fuck for uh, I don't know seven or eight days, and so I was stuck at home. I didn't have fuck all to do except watch the trial, which was great. What a great time to be uh, locked in your house. With nothing to do when the fucking Rittenhouse trial is going on. Yeah, even though you were sick as shit, dude, th- that had to be as close to a vacation <laughs> as you got in a while because that's your favorite shit to do. Oh, yeah. Is just deep dive some random shit that people, other people are going to hear about way later, but you're just in the thick of it while it's happening. Dude, I watched nine hours of trial coverage every single fucking day. It was the only thing on uh, in my house during the week. And so, yeah, I was balls deep. Even if I was, like, not sick and still out working, I would have still had that shit in my earbud. I would have been paying attention totally. But there was a viral moment that happened, like, two weeks ago when Gage Grossarm, um, I know his name is Grosscruz, but when, when old true lefty was up on the stand giving his testimony for the state, he was a state's witness, and the defense got him to admit on record that Kyle Rittenhouse did not point his gun at nor shoot at him until Gage pointed his pistol at Kyle. And the 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 reason why I went viral was because there were three attorneys that were watching it, live streaming it, and their reaction. They were like, oh my God, they were losing their shit. It was fucking awesome. Well, that immediately goes viral, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I know who this guy is, Nick Ricada. I remember watching him on streams five years ago talking about uh, Section 230 and a bunch of other legal shit that uh, that was popular at the time. And I was like, fuck, I didn't know he was live streaming this shit. So I immediately start checking in. The dude had like less than 100,000 subscribers or maybe 100,000 subscribers at that point. As of this point, he's way north of 300,000. It blew the fuck up. It had like three and a half million views in less than a day. And so people then really started paying attention to the trial. That's the same exact time that I started watching all day, every day. And Rakeda, if you don't know who I'm talking about, look up Rakeda Law on YouTube. R-E-K-I-E-T-A. And it sucks that the trial's over because his coverage of it was phenomenal. He had at some points throughout the trial he had upwards of 10 other attorneys on Mm. at the same time all specializing in different uh areas and backgrounds of law some people did civil law some people did intellectual property law some people were attorneys only for video games uh some were criminal defense attorneys some were federal attorney you know all this different shit so you had the 
the knowledge and the background of all these different legal minds giving the reaction to tactics in the courtroom, who should have objected if it, if uh, evidence was coming in, if it should have been admissible, like they were breaking it down in real time. And it was it was informative as fuck and it was entertaining as shit because they're all funny. But the one thing that Ricardo said every day starting his live stream is, you know, we are attorneys, but we are not unbiased. Everybody on here is biased in Kyle's favor. All mm. of us don't even think that this should have gone to trial, which I agree with. So our take on this trial is all going to be in the defense of Kyle. If you don't like that, get the fuck out. Yeah. But if you want to hear our take on where people have fucked up and where shit has gone south for this person in real time, you came to the right spot. So that's how I took in the Rittenhouse trial. And it's amazing to me watching what the state prosecutors were trying to do to Kyle literally making shit up and going after Kyle uh, and admonishing him for upholding his fifth amendment right Mm -hmm. of silence leading up to the trial. Yeah. And there were, if if anybody paid attention to the trial, there were a handful of times where the judge could have and likely should have thrown the case out because it was that poorly argued and handled. Yeah. And so if you remember us, if you've listened to us for a year, we talked about this last August, the day after it fucking happened. We broke it down on the podcast in an immediate reaction style, and we largely got it 100% right. Our takes on it was that it was self-defense, that he was justified in everything he fucking did, and that this should there should be no charges and the kid should walk. Yeah. I mean, and see, you know, the only questionable thing in all of this is, yeah, should he have been there? Probably not. However, that's not in itself something to be thrown in jail for. No, it's not illegal. Yeah. He did the the best that he could with the situation that was thrown at him. And honestly, it was either him or them at that point. And yeah, he chose right. Him. Yeah. Now, because I was watching a biased live feed, um, and I was already biased myself going in, I mean, my mind was made up the day it happened. Sure. I I remember watching it the night it happened. Like, holy shit, this kid just fucking whacks three dudes, is what I thought. I thought he killed all three. But Mm. um, I was already biased in Kyle's favor from the jump. And there was nothing that came out immediately afterwards that was going to change that. So I didn't, I was not here to be swayed. I was here to see how they were going to represent the case in real time in a court. I'm going to read you one paragraph in something. What you got? That I saw today, actually. Actually, I saw it yesterday. This is one paragraph. This guy is a um, career military um, legal officer is what he calls us. I guess he's an attorney. I don't know what he is. But this this in this one paragraph... He says, a 17-year-old in Kenosha who committed two crimes and was not even legally allowed to open carry the rifle he used to shoot three people. This means that he legally cannot claim self-defense. Now, I don't know the law. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if he was legally allowed to carry that 
open carry that firearm. Mm -hmm. But I do know this. <laughs> many, many cops saw him walking around with that firearm that mm -hmm. night and did nothing. Yeah. Did absolutely nothing. So when I look at this whole case in a whole, I mean, it, maybe this guy's right. Maybe he didn't. Maybe, maybe he was not allowed to open carry that. See, but, I, I've heard a differing opinion where you're it's illegal for someone of his age to buy a weapon of that type. Well, this, However, this, this to man says, have it in your possession yeah, is legal. Yeah, well, what, what this guy's saying no, I'll is I'll break that, it all down in a minute. Is okay. this, what this guy's saying is that a 17-year-old should not have been able to open carry on according to the law of this of where he was at. Mhm. Mm yet he, we saw the videos. We talked about this yeah. ad nauseum when it happened. Yeah. I mean, and we talked about the text we shared when we we're watching the videos. Yeah. I'm like, somebody's going to die tonight. And, and sure enough, yeah. somebody died. Yeah. So they look angry. Yeah. I think it is what I said. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah like they that. look angry. And, and they had, you know, and we saw the guys, all the guys that were carrying the ARs. Mm -hmm. We saw them talking to the cops on video. Mm -hmm. We saw them talking to the, people their own video the cops never did anything so in that case to me because the cops if if that's true and if it's that's not, true and it's okay, not okay well it's not true then but that's so a if, common there's a lot of common mistakes that people are holding on to that just hold no legal weight right in this situation and see that's what i don't know i don't know what the open carry law is in that city that's why i yeah, it's not illegal for a 17-year-old to carry a, a rifle in Wisconsin. All right. Uh, he was not concealing it because it's unconcealable, you know, unless you have a trench coat or whatever. So the fact that it was not concealed, it is legal for a 17-year-old to carry a rifle in Wisconsin. Now, where they're, where they're trying to make this a sticking point, saying that he broke the law, therefore you can't claim self-defense in the commission of a felony, right? Um, is just factually incorrect well then if that well then there you go Be, because the law is written with the intent to not criminalize teenagers going hunting with their fathers what do you go hunting with you go hunting with a rifle right so if they were to make that illegal then children would not be able to legally be taught how to hunt right. and everything else right you're not going to get that on the books in wisconsin so because it's not against the law for a 17-year-old to carry a rifle, he broke no law. Right. Now, mm -hmm. that's where they go, but he's not hunting. So therefore, he's, he's breaking the law because he wasn't using the weapon in the manner in which the law intended it. Well, guess what? That doesn't matter. No. Because you don't have to follow laws by the way of their intention. You just have to not be found in violation of that law. Right. As it's written. Right. That That's why this generation just does not get fucking nuance. No. At all. No. Because here's here's the thing, and it's a little jarring for me to hear people who are upset at all by this and to start looking at all these different reasons why Kyle should have been convicted. Because mm -hmm. in my mind's eye, he should have never been charged. It was so blatantly clear from the yeah. jump of the circumstances and the situations that, that transpired that he did nothing wrong. Right now yeah. it's funny as shit. Cause even today 
on Twitter, if you post, here's a, here's a notification I got from a guy that I, I follow who uh, is on a 12-hour restriction <laughs> on Twitter because he tweeted, Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. And he tweeted that this morning at 7.25 a.m. And here's a notice uh, by Twitter. Tweet one of one, uh, del- you know, with the command delete tweet. So they deleted his tweet and then they sent him a notice saying, violating our rules against glorifying violence. We prohibit content that condones or celebrates acts of violence that could promote imitation of the act. We also prohibit the glorification of mass murders or genocides when protected categories. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Now, here, here's the kicker. Oh, we also prohibit the glorification of mass murders or genocides when protected categories have been the primary target or victims. Glorifying the perpetrators of such violence is also prohibited. That's Twitter today. Mm-hmm. Dude's exonerated. He did not. Did not yeah. No. Nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, but literally, and then it says, by clicking delete, you acknowledge that your tweet violated the Twitter rules. You still aren't allowed to even say that he didn't do anything wrong because it's ideological. There's so many people that cannot allow themselves to think that just possibly people that show up to riots are the bad guy. Yeah. And see, this is the left tap dance all the way around. I mean, they they tried during the trial to put the AR-15 on trial itself, just being... No, the fact that he had an AR-15 makes him guilty because it's scary. It, yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's are a you big, big scary gun? Me? It's an assault rifle. They keep calling this shit an assault rifle. An assault yeah. rifle has selective fire. Now, what that means, kids, is you can go from safe to single fire to multi fire, whether that's a three round burst or fully auto. His AR can't do that. Mm-hmm. But, but they look at the the toggle switch and they go, but you can select it from safe or fire. That means that it's selective fire because you can select whether or not it's going to fire. It's like, no, 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 no. You're a di- in that case, every fucking every handgun gun. Yeah, is selective gun. fire. Yeah. It's a bunch of retards and morons that are trying that have already reached their conclusion incorrectly, obviously, and are trying to back into their reality using what they think is truth when really they're just incorrect at every fucking run of it. Now to go back to your thing, Doug, the way that you know that it's not illegal to carry a rifle for a 17 year old in Kenosha is they charged him with that. Right. But the judge threw it threw out. It, out. it yeah. wasn't even uh, on the docket for the jury to rule on. Right. Or to give their ruling. And on. that was my thing. When I was reading this, I was like, well, the judge obviously would have known that that was he kind of knows what the law yeah, is yeah he knows what the law is you know but uh yeah the 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 only thing i'm going to say about this and i i said this before and and it, it's a terrible thing the kid's going to live with it the rest of his life yeah. he's he's he was 17 years old when this happened i mean i can only imagine me you know being in a situation like that at 17 and taking a life and that's uh not only that, but I mean, dude's arm. Oh my God. I mean, dude, that meme you sent me, just the arm, just the cartoon arm. With, yeah. That is the, oh, that's the third Yeah. But, uh, but, it, but, you know, I think I feel bad for everybody in the situation. Sure. I do. 
I don't think it should have happened. I don't think it was good judgment. I don't think that he did anything wrong, but I don't think it was good judgment to show up in that situation no, with a not at fucking all. rifle. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that was good judgment. It wasn't now, good judgment, but I mean, that does not preclude law. You know, yeah, yeah, that's not that. It's not a law. You don't to, go to jail for a, right. a poor decision. Exactly. That's exactly. not illegal. Exactly. And, yeah. so, and that's my point in all of this. I, I, you know, I wish it wouldn't have happened because, you know, it's like I said, it's terrible for everybody involved. See, I, it's, I, a, I, it's just a bad situation that yeah. happened. I, but I want to take people back a little bit on this where. You know, think about the optics. Back when this happened, Kyle automatically turns himself in. I've heard, you know, uh, people talk about how sorry he felt. He didn't feel good about the whole situation. But then on the other side, there's an individual who's like, I wish I had killed him. You remember that interview back then where it's like, yeah, "Yeah, I felt good about firing at him and I wish I had killed him. That's my only regret. It's like. this is the person you're trying to demonize the person that feels guilty for what he did, but did (laughs) in self-defense. Right. But then the other side's glorifying the fact that he should have paid the price. And they're trying to paint Kyle as an active shooter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then he was going after an active shooter. Kyle's hands were up. When he, when he was walking down the street, when those guys, his hands were off of his, off of his fucking rifle Mm -hmm. and shit. And, and not only that, after that situation where a dude hit him with a fucking skateboard, who hits a guy with a rifle with a fucking skateboard? What the fuck are you thinking? A guy with what a death you, wish. Are you, exactly. That's my, <laughs> and that's my point in all of this. You know, it, it was poor decisions all the way down the line, yeah. all the way down. Yeah. And, um, and after the whole situation, we watched the videos, man. We watched it on multiple fucking views on woke. It was, I mean, we're like. We discussed many times. We've probably seen shit that have fucked us up for the rest of our lives, <laughs> but we just don't know it yet. But he, right after that, right after that happens, he is walking towards the police with his hands raised, surrendering. He yeah. is mm-hmm. he and and it's almost like he is expecting the police to arrest him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and when he walks past all of them, you know, and, and he's telling them and uh, there, uh, and, it was and the like, cop said, get the fuck yeah, away from my car. Of, yeah. And they threatened to pepper spray. Him. Right. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, what do you do? You're 17 years old. Yeah. You know what just happened? The cops probably don't, they don't know that there's a dead guy back there. You know, they, I'm sure the cops, I, and I still feel this way. I still feel like the cops might've seen the last incident. With the dude with the skateboard and the, cause they were just right down the they street. They were two blocks away. Yeah. At their closest, the, 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 the front cop in the front, cause they had cops come and testify right. too. And so they said what they were able to see and hear, and they weren't able to see or hear any of that shit. Right. Because not only was it at night, but there was a crowd. There yeah. Was, yeah. If you look in the background of some of the angles of the, the live shot, Remember, he was getting chased by a horse. Yeah, yeah, no. And once he went down, a lot of people went around him, right, blocking off the visibility that the the cops would have had. Right. And those weren't the only gunshots that were happening at that time. There were multiple gunshots popping off on uh, on blocks all around. Right, right. Uh, even as he was surrendering, they were still shooting in right. areas. So the cops weren't. 
it's easy to look backwards. Right. No. Yeah. No. I'm, from I, from the fact that there were three cameras that were right, right. within fifteen feet of what happened, right. and say how couldn't everybody see this? Right. And that's just that's just after the fact hindsight. Right. But right. when it's actually happening and you're two blocks away. Two blocks isn't far to walk, but it's really far to be able to see somebody on the ground getting accosted and and getting shot and all this other shit. So I just thought the gunshot itself would have, you know, they were so close that they could have heard that gunshot. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they uh, heard it. Yeah. And and look that direction or something, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was. Well, the crazy thing that, that I only, didn't. That was the only weird thing to me in that whole situation. To me, it was cleared up in, uh, uh, in the trial. Um, and that was never. That wasn't anything that I stuck on. To to me, the one thing that I guess I really didn't notice in real time was how quickly everything happened from the Rosenbaum shooting to him turning himself in. Right. It was like three minutes. Right. And the majority of it was him running away. Yeah. Yeah. Where there was nothing happening. But he popped off four shots in like under a second on Rosenbaum. And then the other four shots all happened. Boom, 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 boom. Like right as he got hit in the back of the head, because uh, he got hit in the back of the head multiple times before he went down. Right. And basically, the the defense anyway was saying that he had a concussion. He was throwing up every day for the next month after it happened. Now a lot of that can be mixed in with PTSD. Yeah. Coming to the realization of what you've done, yeah. but it also can come from having a fucking concussion. Right. From taking a mm-hmm. rock to the back of the head and a skateboard with the trucks yeah the skateboard yeah, uh, to the was, noggin yeah i mean we actually also, saw and, that and yeah. also catching a flying jump kick to the head yeah <laughs> uh, so the dude had you know he could have died from the injuries that he sustained so i who knows but i just think it's the most liberal thing in the world to uh bring a skateboard to a gunfight <laughs> <laughs> well and there were arguments that the prosecution was trying to make saying that you waive your right to self-defense if you bring a gun to a fist fight <laughs> and it's like i was so going back to what i said I, I was blown away at the people that legit are upset and even while the trial was going on thinking that he should be convicted mm-hmm. and even once he was exonerated it blew the fuck up, at least online and out, outside the courthouse. People not understanding what the fuck was actually on trial. They're they're only upset because of the perceived ideology of Rittenhouse. That people on the preser- uh, um, uh, people on the right, potentially and likely Rittenhouse is on the right. It's not a wide stretch, but people that are of right leaning descent should not have the right to defend themselves. That's what they're upset about Mm -hmm. is that somebody actually stood up to the mob because when you have a green light and I'm actually, I'm going to get to, I'm kind of stepping over what I want to say. I want to give a shout out to some fellow podcasters um, that follow us and we follow them on Instagram, the culture marauders. Um, They posted a question an open ended question just saying, and this was the day after uh, the trial ended and they said, Hey, who wants to talk about this? Uh, And it was just straight, uh, you know, uh, D, not DMs, but just replying to the post like, hey, let's have the let's have a discussion because they think that he should have been found guilty of something. He just had to have done something wrong. And there's a lot of people in there saying, oh, you know, he did nothing wrong or this is our justice system falling apart. This is this is exactly what BLM protests for is because the legal system is so fucked up. And so I, I happened to catch this and I couldn't. I couldn't hold myself back. 
But it was a productive conversation. The reason I want to bring it up is I want to give them props for how they handled this conversation. They could have easily dug their heels in and said, fuck you, honky, or whatever, you fucking murder. Troll the fuck out of them. So, so they basically... They, they share a screenshot of uh, CNN's coverage saying Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty on all charges. So they say basically just, so, anyone want to talk about this? Somebody comes in and says immediately, it's not about race. The dude went down to protect friend, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, eh, don't, don't do that, dude. It was never about race. Um, and so they come back and they say, no one who's commented on here so far has said it's about race, including myself. He wasn't any type of law enforcement or appointed security, yet he showed up with an AR to protect a property that isn't even his in another state. And everybody's jumping on this. Oh, he crossed state lines with a gun. His mom drove him down there to do this. No, he didn't. None of that happened. That's all incorrect. He never, his, A, his mom didn't drive him down there. Right. Uh, he never had the gun in Illinois. It always was in Wisconsin. His friend purchased it for his use when he went to go see him. That's how that's also not illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, but he never the, the crossing the state lines thing. Here's another thing. Even if he did do all that, still not illegal. You know why? Because by being a resident of the United States of America, you have the freedom of movement from state to state. You know why there's no border crossing and border agents at the state line? Because you have that right of mobility in this country. Mm -hmm. You don't have to prove to anybody who you are to go to a different state. So people bringing up, and it's funny because most of these people are open borders people, uh, but now all of a sudden they want enforcement of state borders. Like, hey, I'm down for that if you want to get there. Like, you (laughs) you really want to break this whole bitch up? Let's go. But it's not. Yeah, California, stay on your side. Yeah, it's not illegal, you stupid fucks. The state line means nothing. Mm-hmm. It meant nothing from day one. It still no. means nothing. But anyway, I'll, I'll continue. Um, I have no problem protecting yourself and what's yours against violence. I do have a problem with everything that was looked past leading up to him shooting three people. He broke a serious law or two where I don't know. And to receive absolutely nothing for his actions sets a dangerous precedent, in my opinion. Now, that is like the go to. And that's the politest version of yeah. disagreement with this. And so I was like, okay, well, it seems like they, they have an opinion. They're aware of a few things. They're incorrect, but I want to engage. They seem like they're open to it. They're asking for it. I'm going to dig in. So I come in and I just say he was appointed security by being part of the group invited by the business owners, the, the car business, uh, the car lot business owners. And then from a prior comment that they made, I said, they they talked about him having a non-registered or non-licensed weapon. So I said, what would the rifle being licensed have to do with anything? It's not required in Wisconsin. So you would literally be licensing or uh, uh, getting a permit for something that you don't have to have a permit for. Like, why would you do extra work? It's retarded. Um, And then I said, he defended himself once aggressed upon. That's not illegal. The dangerous precedent that would have been established had he been found guilty is that you do not have the right to self-defense if the mob doesn't feel that you should. That last part is important because it will affect everyone, regardless of ideology. That's another thing. If he would have been found guilty, now you set precedent that you do not have the right to defend yourself right. regardless of who right. the fuck you are. Yeah, no. This people a, don't seem to understand well, that. Well, see, this, was, this case was a textbook self-defense case. Oh, yeah. It was textbook. To a T. And... 
in in my opinion, another case is too, but I'm not, we won't go into that right now, but. Yeah, we'll touch on that at the end, but, and I just continue by saying the right of self-defense is what is on trial or what was on trial here. The ideology is why people are angry about it. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I, I, I really like the licensing aspect as well. It's kind of like if you happen to be, you know, in a situation where your death could be imminent and there happens to be a gun laying there, if you defend your life, you not being licensed to that weapon should automatically make you guilty of something. Yeah, I know. That's fucking retarded. Also, I don't think that uh, you should have to get a license for a weapon or for a gun anyway. Fuck. Why does why do I have to check in with the government to to ask their permission to carry a tool of self-defense? Your God given right, not your government given right. So they they were never going to get me on that. So they they were they respond back. And there's only a couple of comments here more, but I want to get through this because I thought it was interesting. So they read my thing and they said, I understand the Wisconsin gun rule, but as a minor at the time, how are you being asked to pull, pull security for someone? Good question. If the other gentleman hmm, had weapons and Kyle had been shot, this could have turned into something far worse, like a riot, you know, something bad. Hmm, okay. Um, again, I'm all for self-defense, but to me, it appears that he was in, a, in an avoidable situation. True. We all saw what the situation in Kenosha looked like. So why show up brandishing a weapon as if you're the law when you're not? This goes for every situation, not this one. I said, okay, you're making good points. You're still a little confused. You you saw what was happening in Kenosha. You know that there was no law at all. There's no law being enforced. The law enforcement was told to stand down by Kenosha government. So I come in and I say, okay, you'd have to ask the car lot owners how they asked for security and got a 17-year-old in that group. I think the clear answer is they aren't big on due diligence slash vetting. They just asked for help and Kyle showed up in the group. There were other people in the group that were of age, but they didn't go through and look at him and go, how fucking old are you? And there's pictures of these car lot owners talking with Kyle and the group when the, when it's still daylight that day. So they obviously didn't give a shit that a minor was there. So that's how you got there. The other gentlemen that I obviously put in quotes did have weapons. Rosenbaum was literally the only one involved that didn't have one, even though he was attempting to get one at the behest of Kyle, a.k.a. grabbing for it. Everyone involved were in an avoidable situation that night. None of them had to be there. However, when the law is, was no longer, in, eh. however, when the law no longer enforces the law, there should be an expectation that people will protect their town from being burned down. Kenosha leadership and law enforcement let the people of Kenosha down that night. Kyle's naivete put him in a situation that he should have never been in. And then they write back, I agree on all points. I appreciate you checking in with your perspective. And I said, I appreciate you engaging in a conversation and allowing others perspectives. Much respect. Yeah. So that beautiful. That is how I would like to see the dialogue around this happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they think exactly as I do, but I don't think that they think exactly as they did before we had that conversation. And that was just an example. It was the only example I've had of people disagreeing online. And at the end being like, all right, dad, like we're good. We, we might not agree. I don't know what their stance is. I'll have to check out their podcast. And these are the reasons that mainstream media is 
dying a very quick death, in my opinion. Not I fast mean, enough, but it's on its yeah. way. I, I'd still stick to my point that if you're fighting over a gun, whoever wins that fight acted in self-defense. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, you know, I, we can this, get into it if you want. Uh, okay, all right. Well, because uh, there's another trial happening they, at the same time yeah, that's yeah, about to come Ahmaud to a Aubrey, close. Yeah, yep. here in Georgia, and uh, and 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 I'm just going to tell. I'm, I'll say this about this case too: lot of bad decisions, lot, <laughs> lot of bad decisions. Probably more bad decisions in this one than in. I agree. The other one, I agree, from all parties. But to me, this is just me. Once a fight comes down to a weapon that can kill either of the people fighting over it, the winner of that fight acted in self-defense. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's the law. It's probably not the law, but (laughs) I mean, it should be because you are, you are in a life and death struggle because the weapon is going to kill one of the two people that are, or it's either going to kill them or it's going to maim them. extremely maim them for life, you know. <laughs> yeah. See so, Gage Gross right. Roots right by So <laughs> so this is this is my this is my thing to every this is my advice to everybody. Uh, even the uh, and I'll go to the Palestinians. Quit throwing rocks at guys with machine guns. <laughs> it, it's 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 not a good it's you not, heard it here first, folks. There's there's not in nothing good is gonna come out of that. Yes. Yeah. Nothing good is gonna come out yeah, of that. A mortar throwing, shell will make a lot more rocks. Right, right. So and and taking that advice from myself, I would never I would never charge someone who has a gun no. unless I think that person is going to kill a lot of people around me. Correct. If I think now, if I'm in a mall or if I'm somewhere and somebody pulls out a gun and they start shooting people, I will probably charge them. I probably will. I might get killed in the, in the process, but I will try to stop something from happening. Yeah. Now, if I make it to that motherfucker and we're fighting over a gun, it's life or death. It's Mm -hmm. life or death. It is life or death. And if I happen to kill that dude, I killed that guy in self-defense. Now, for that, that it's just that simple to me. Self-defense, when it comes to a gun, it's that simple to me. Now, yep. if both people have a gun, it, that's when it gets a little tricky. That's when it gets, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You could have avoided it. Yeah. You saw the motherfucker had Who a gun. Who pointed it at first? You pulled your gun out. You know. Do you have Do you have the capability of proving beyond a reasonable doubt that you are under that you are in danger? Right. That's what it ends up coming down right, to. Right. I guess my question in that whole thing, the devil's advocate stance would be, okay, but if you are the original aggressor of said incident. Do you still get to call out self defense? Well, no, not if you killed fucking but, but 15 that's, people. That's, I mean, that's important though, because yeah. in all honesty, that's where the argument in the Ahmad Arbery case actually lies. Right. Because mm-hmm. then you have to go, well, it was a series of events that led to a tragic outcome. Where did it start? Right. And you have to establish a starting point in order to determine who is the aggressor. Who initiated that aggression? Right. And a lot of times it's not who physically starts it uh, by throwing a punch or violating somebody's rights. It's was there a perception of a crime being committed? Right. And if so, that is the initiation. Because without that first happening, 
the the tracking him down does not happen. Right. Yeah. Now I'll go ahead and say this now, just so that nobody out there is confused on where we lie. I think the McMichaels are going to be found guilty and are going to go away for the rest of their lives. I believe that too. I'm not saying whether or not that's the way it should be, but it's the way that it is. Right. Personally, and I've heard a lot of people, I'm obviously I'm, I'm still in libertarian circles and I still identify as a uh, libertarian in recovery, I guess, because it's a miserable place to be sometimes. <laughs> uh, more so for the people that are in there that just make it a cesspool of never-ending arguing that's just fucking a waste of time. But anyway, there's a lot of libertarians that uh, think that Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. He acted in self-defense. And then a lot of those same people think that uh, the McMichaels should be locked away forever and never let out because everything they did was illegal and wrong. And it's it's poor gun ownership. Uh, it's poor gun handling. It, the gun community is like, this. you don't do this if you got guns. You don't go up to an unarmed man with a gun. Shut the fuck up, all of you. Because at least at the beginning, and even still... They didn't know if he had a gun on him or not. Right. So I think you have the right, again, going back to Kyle, he had the right to carry a weapon that night. Rosenbaum didn't have a gun. Mm -hmm. But once he went after it, it's self-defense. Dude, so, a lot of time, the brandishing of a weapon is exactly what the recipe is for the, the you know, the event to not be taking place anymore. Yeah, de-escalation. Yeah. 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 It's a uh, reasonable-minded individual mm -hmm. when a gun comes out stops doing whatever the fuck they're doing right. and they start following orders of that individual. Right. That's just that's just normal if you if you have a desire to survive, that's traditionally what happens. Right. Um I don't think the guys had an intention of killing Ahmad Arbery at all. I don't think I don't think it was their desired goal and I I 1 million percent don't believe they just chased him down because he was black. No, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think this shit had fuck all to do about race. Yeah. Um, now the people that are screeching, you know, in their cars or whatever, listening to us. Well, of course it did. They only thought that he was uh, uh, a criminal was because he was black. Well, you're a pretty simple-minded racist. Then they were looking for him because he had been on tape uh, going through the house, the what they call a construction site. It's a house being built in a neighborhood. It's yeah, not like, I, a, I thought it's this not like was a shopping a, center being built two towns over. It's right. a fucking neighborhood. And I thought that was well documented anyway, so within the facts of what happened. Yeah, things had gone missing from the site. Things were stolen out of a boat that was parked behind the construction site. He's on record or on video going through there at night. Look, I understand that going through homes as they're being constructed. I did it as a kid. But I did it during the day in my neighborhood right? where I knew the neighbors and they knew me. I never went to other neighborhoods that I didn't live in and start going through other people's shit. Like my parents would have whipped my ass. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like that was because not because my parents are worried about, well, you can do whatever you want just as long as it's legal. No, you don't go onto other people's properties, period, unless you were invited. Now, if you happen to fuck around in your own neighborhood where they're building, like, that's one thing, you know, and if the builder came and told me to get the fuck out, I would have listened immediately. I would have never come back, but I never went back. Um, so anyway, the the initiation to get back to that, I think, is on Ahmad Arbery. 
I don't understand why you go jogging through other neighborhoods that aren't yours. Like, and if you do, fine, just keep jogging. But I don't understand why you stop off and are checking up on a house. Like, were you were you a, a, a fucking engineer in training? Like, are you just really admiring their fucking stud work? Like, I don't... Any reasonable person would say, what is that guy up to? Let's go mm-hmm. check it out. Now, initially... As soon as all this went down, the McMichael said, well, the son had a pistol that was stolen out of his truck. And initially when I heard that, I was like, well, then you're justified. You're more than justified to carry a gun to go investigate that individual that you think might be a suspect in that. Duh. Yeah. I mean, this is all Burbs 101. When someone's there that you do not recognize, you usually check up on the situation. Yeah, and they were asked by the homeowner to keep an eye out and to make sure that shit doesn't, you know, they were, they were much like Kyle, tasked with the responsibility to keep an eye out. Now, did they see him supposedly steal anything? No. But were they aware because the neighborhood saw it and were they notified of it? Yes. So they were aware. Uh, they didn't, you don't need firsthand knowledge. That's not how the Georgia law is written. Um, now what's going to fuck them and the reason in reality, why I think they're going to jail and they're going to be found guilty was before they broke, uh, for the weekend, the judge gave jury instructions on how to apply Georgia's, uh, citizens arrest law. And based on his instruction, the jury has no other outcome other than a guilty verdict. If you haven't seen that video, it's amazing. Wait, could you repeat yourself on that? So the Georgia law on citizen's arrest, which is what the McMichaels were conducting, is two parts. It says that you don't even have to have firsthand uh, knowledge of it. Like, you don't have to see them do it. If you're made aware of it and you are aware that a crime has been committed, you legally are able to detain that person and place them under citizen's arrest. You're even allowed to pursue them if they are fleeing the scene of uh, conducting a felony. That's where they got got. Mm. Now, this is the true technicality. And the judge went through and he was like, look, I understand most because the reason why this was written back in 2010 was if the majority of crimes that are committed are misdemeanors. And citizen's arrest law was intended to be used in petty crimes, shoplifting, you know, small shit like that. If you see somebody steal something and run out of store, you can stop them, detain them until the cops arrive. If you, if, if it's a misdemeanor though, and they are fleeing, you cannot, you can't act, you cannot pursue. But if they committed a felony, then you can pursue them. Right. So you, it's so contrived. You're putting it on the citizen to know the difference between a misdemeanor and a felony. Mm. And that's not always present when you just saw somebody no, right. commit something. So it's a poorly written law. And by the way, citizen's arrest goes all the way back before America was created. It goes back yeah. to Greek and Roman times. So this isn't anything new. Well, isn't a big point also that's being brought up the fact that they did not announce it as a citizen's arrest. Therefore, the fact is, I mean, basically, it's in its own way. You know, they didn't Mirandize correctly, kind of. Well, here's the fucked up part. And and this is what I want to get into on Mm -hmm. this case. The defense sucks. 
Sure. Absolutely sucks. I'm not, the attorneys might be fine, but the McMichaels giving their statements in of defense is horrible. It's dog shit. They they are their own worst witnesses. They ne- they could have easily said we did announce because you can't prove it otherwise. The only other witness is dead. Right. And they they said no, we didn't <laughs> we didn't do that. And it's like what are you doing? And also on the stand, uh, the prosecution got the son to admit that he knew that it was not a mud arbory that stole his gun out of his truck. Again, taking yet one more strike away for your justification for having a weapon. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how does anybody other than you know this? Right. Like, it's uh, like, lie, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not even rooting for you because you're a fellow white. Like, I don't give a fuck about the race side of this. The, 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 it's, it's, it's annoying to me, the people that want this case to be highlighted because there's a racial aspect. The only reason why you even know about it is because of the racial aspect to begin with. Right. Like, I don't give a flying fuck again. Like once, if we can ever get back to where the color of somebody's skin means nothing, the better world this will be. Well, even more, I mean, once we stop mass generalizations of fucking everything, I mean, you know, the left is not paying attention to the fact there's a mass exodus going on with Democrats. Lifelong Democrats are going, fuck this shit. I mean, I have, I have a good friend in Arizona that's like, you know, not for nothing, Ryan, even though you horrify me sometimes with the changes you've undergone recently, she's like, it's n- you're not an anomaly. She's like, I know quite a few other old school Democrats who are like, dude, the Everything that everyone's doing on that side is all wrong. And it starts with shit like this. There's nothing academic to it. It's all virtue signaling. It's all just highlighting random shit, hoping it's going to stick. Okay, so I I got a clip here of the judge expressing his instructions to the jury on how this law is to be applied in this case. Once he says it, uh, it might make more sense why I'm I'm saying the judge just instructed a, gu- a guilty verdict. Mm. Um, now, real quick, he did give the defense enough time, aka this weekend, to write a convincing response as to why his instruction, the, that being the judge's, is incorrect and should be uh, reformed. So there's still a possibility that this doesn't hold up. I don't think this judge is going to be swayed. But anyway, this is his words on it read the statute the same way as the defense there's a um, i read into the statute uh, the first line addresses both felonies and misdemeanors the second say line second sentence narrows that then down to felonies it doesn't discount misdemeanors it just says in the case of felonies if there's an escape going on then the arrest can be effectuated the way i read that is if it's a misdemeanor the guy can be arrested guy gal whoever it is can be arrested uh by whoever is effectuating the citizen's arrest but if they run then you can't go chasing after misdemeanors in the case of a felony you can and um a person who is chasing somebody who's escaping on a felony uh that is um justified upon reasonable and probable grounds for suspicion can effectuate the arrest the charge that i am going to provide i'm going to amend a little bit from the state's language and that is that a private citizen's 
warrantless arrest must occur immediately after the perpetration of the offense or in the case of a felony during the escape. Uh, during the escape. If the observer fails to make an arrest immediately after the commission of the offense or during escape in the case of a felony, his power to do so is extinguished. I'm not going to comment on the legality or illegality, so I'm putting a period at the end of extinguished and removing the and a subsequent arrest is illegal. So, again, private citizen's warrantless arrest must occur immediately after the perpetration of the offense or in the case of a felony during escape. I'm sorry, could you say that last portion again? Or in the case of a felony during escape. If the offender fails to make the arrest immediately after the commission of the offense or during escape in the case of a felony, his power to do so is extinguished. And what they've determined in this trial is that because they did not see the offense, there's no way to immediately place them under citizen's arrest. Right. And that's the gray area. What is immediate? How much time before it's not immediate? But by the judge coming in and saying, this is how I want you to rule on this. Well, the opening arguments by the defense already said, we're not even claiming that they saw an offense. They were made aware of the offense. The judges took their defense away. Because there's no there's no way to immediately arrest if you're not aware of it right. or you didn't see it. Right. And because it wasn't a felony, there's no felonies that were committed, then they have no defense. They cannot pursue. And that still might be true, and that might be how the thing ends up getting ruled anyway, but the judge just said this is how the, the law is to be applied. Right. And so, guilty. All right. Guilty is the only way that it can happen. Mm-hmm. And so, you take the race thing, you throw it in the shitter because it doesn't matter. Uh, and you look at it for what it was. Now, I personally don't have a problem with neighbors na- policing their neighborhood. That's community policing. Of course. Yeah. That's kind of what we've been told that uh, a lot of people want. Yeah. Is less police involvement, more community policing. Uh, well, next, this is, next, this next is what door. happens. This is next door. This is what happens if you go that route. So this is a live look into your future if that's what you want. Right. I'm not opposed to it. I think an armed society is a polite society. I would love for all my neighbors to keep an eye out for my house and likewise the other way around. Right. Uh, and if cops don't have to get involved where I don't have to get in front of a judge like this, they can. I can spend the rest of my life in jail because I thought I was doing the right thing, which technically, you know, through technicalities within the law that I didn't write, mm-hmm. I didn't agree to, I didn't vote on them. Well, the, the str- I don't have any say so in that. The strangest thing about this case to me is, you know, they took two months to arrest the guys mm-hmm. or charge them with anything. Mm-hmm. So that has to come into account somewhere on the defense side. You know, they're going to have to say, look, you guys looked at this for two months and nothing happened until this video popped up. Until, you know, until the media jumped on it. Until you know? the, the mob started right. rabble, rabble, rabble. Right. And that's... I don't like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that shit at all. Uh, Either they committed a crime that day or they didn't. And they should and they should bring that up. You know, they should... And that's that why I say the, de- the, the defense has been poor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that has come out of this trial that's been interesting where it was the months leading up to it where this house was being broken into repeatedly. Right. By white people, black people, just by a lot of people. Right. And so the alert was heightened... And the owner of the property 
asked for neighbor's help because he didn't live there. Obviously, it's fucking being built. Right. So he can't physically see it. There's there's Ahmad Arbery. There's a lot of people on camera going through there doing shit that I wouldn't want done if that was my fucking house. Right. Um, and the idea that a neighbor pursues after uh, a potential criminal, the fact that they have guns or not doesn't bother me at all. Just, not at all. Just bad decisions, man. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. A, I, the whole the whole world's full of bad decisions. Yeah, and know? I'll say this right now: if Ahmad Arbery had a fucking brain and saw would have kept running dudes in trucks with guns yeah. running up on him, uh, split, dude. Yeah, split. Mm. Yeah, why stay on the road? All he had to do, all he had to do to avoid all of this, I believe this is just run right on by the truck and just keep running. Well, get off the you road. Know? And uh, hang a hard fucking right and get out of the and hood. cut through a fucking yard. Yeah. Uh, because you're fleeing for your life or whatever. Right. Uh, I mean, this could have been avoided on 99 different levels. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's why I'm saying it. But here's what I will say when the McMichaels get convicted and spend the rest of their life in jail, I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm yeah. not going to go protest about it. There's already groups. From DC BLM groups and stuff that already have buses lined up and are on their way to Brunswick, Georgia, right? Because they must intimidate. You know, it's like you don't even live there. You don't even live there, right? Mm. Are you are you about to cross state lines? I hear that's a big no no uh, on your side. It's like just stay the fuck out of Brunswick. Like it's not your deal. Leave it to the community to police themselves. Again, I thought you guys were big on this. Yeah. Fucking hypocrites. Like I. I I'm not going to shed a single tear or feel sorry for the McMichaels. Like it, I'm glad I'm not them. And see, right. that's, that's the I thing. I don't give a fuck. And that's the thing about our current gen- generation is carrying around these preconceived notions and then becoming defensive, you know, on, on others' behalf. behalf. Of, exactly. And that I, you don't know. And see, <laughs> this is how we should be, you know, working as a society is like, you know, I might not agree full frontal with everything that took place. However, I can certainly see the logic. Yeah. And people are just run. They're chasing these rainbows of just bullshit reasoning on the basis of, I want to look like a good, a good person. Yeah. And I, I'm a good little soldier of the, the civilized society. Exactly. Or as soon as I think I'm I'm being attacked because the legal system is not uh, jailing people that I want to be jailed, then it must all just be burned down. Just don't charge someone yeah. with a gun in their hand <laughs> and expect to not get shot. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't if if you if you're charging somebody with a fucking gun, either you're going to get shot or they're going to get shot. Yeah. There's no. It, it, that's the that's the end point to me. Hey kids, that's the Sesame Street lesson that you learn from this episode. Yeah, don't throw rocks at machine guns. Hey guys, with machine guns, yeah, don't do that. I mean, they've been doing it for years in Palestine. It's yeah. like they they haven't learned, you know. I mean, they have a death wish. Yeah. So, you know, if you that's that that's what it all comes down to to me. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm pro-Palestine. I don't even... I I, I am too. I don't even think there there should be a two-state deal happening over there. But but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, like I said, that's a... It's not a... It's just a common thing, you know? It's like, uh, you know, in football. (laughs) You have the same thing in football. You avoid the biggest motherfucker that's going to tackle you. Yeah. You you avoid that at all costs. Yeah. (laughs) That motherfucker's going to hurt me 
if I if I get tackled by him. And I'm pretty sure I can go out on this limb if you guys will allow me and make a wild claim. And that is, I can almost guarantee that Ahmad Arbery would much rather be in this courtroom in front of this judge uh, defending himself over whatever misdemeanors uh, that he right, might have committed right. in that house than being fucking dead. Yes. Yeah. yeah. His death is just as much on him as it is on these dumbass fucking McMichaels. I'm not going to lie. They are stupid. Yeah. They yeah, are it's, not. Like I said, just poor decisions yeah. all the way down the line, man. Just, I mean, when you, when you decide to, to take things into your own hands, a lot of people don't, they just don't think about, they don't think it through. You know, they, yeah, it definitely doesn't sound like there was a lot of, of intelligence going around. Yeah. No, it yeah. was a collision of re- retards. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> They're all stupid. Ahmad Arbery, fucking moron. Right. What the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Circling around the truck to yeah. then go after the guy with a shotgun. Like, yeah, with a gun. Yeah. Hey, man, here's the thing about shotguns. Uh, don't close the distance on them. Yeah. They only get more lethal. Yeah. You know how lethal they are beyond 25 yards? Yeah, nah, not, not, not very. very. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll say this. A lot less than two inches. Yes. Fucking idiots like, it's like the bill burr stand up uh if you point the gun over here you don't have a problem over here any longer right. <laughs> exactly exactly so the 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 stupid thing and the, like our our buddy our friend of the show david uh keeps posting online you know about the mod arbery arbery uh case and is like wondering why it's not getting more attention it's because it's going to show white people being held accountable for killing a black person. And that's not really helping the narrative here. So that's why you're not hearing about it. Uh, the only way that you'll hear about it is if they walk, um, which isn't going to fucking happen. And then you'll hear nothing but about it. Yeah. But yeah. the media knows that's not going to fucking happen. Right. Uh, so why cover something that's not going to divide people? Yeah. And anybody out there that is on the McMichael side, just for the fact that they're white, go fuck yourself. Like, I'll give it to you just as much as I'll give it to the BLM dipshits that think that just because you're black, all of a sudden the system uh, is 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 more capable of fucking you because of your skin color. Like, I don't buy that. Well, and even Bill Maher, you know, one of those individuals that's so polarizing and is wrong, you know, a good percentage more than he's right. He even is coming out going, dude, this whole color thing needs to fucking stop, man. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Yeah. You're not hearing about the cases where black people are let let off uh, and, and exonerated themselves. You're not hearing about any of those. Yeah. And you're also not hearing about white people being jailed uh, where they uh, are improperly uh, found guilty right. for shit that they didn't do. Right. You're not hearing about either of those two. So you're only hearing about innocent black people being locked up and supposed guilty white people being let go yeah that's why you're not hearing about Ahmad arbery like you were kyle rittenhouse and gay big cat owners <laughs> yeah tiger king season two is out and i gotta be honest i don't give a fuck yeah i can't i can't i don't think anybody does. i watched the first episode and then i tried to get into the second episode and i immediately sat i was like maybe two minutes in and i was like yeah i don't care I don't know. The third episode actually kind of gets a little bit more interesting because it turns into the a whole lot more of, you know, what actually happened to uh, Baskin's husband and stuff. And it's actually kind of interesting going down that rabbit hole. I, I will say it's not nearly as, um, you know, it's not drawing me in nearly as much as the first season did. Well, the first one, you know, yeah. had, uh, yeah, the what's his name? Value. Vagabond. Sure. What, what the fuck was his name? The uh the dude with the harem and shit. What was his name? 
Oh uh, shit! Yeah, no, I I, I can't uh, I can't remember his Vag- name. Vagabond or Vagabond? <laughs> I forgot what the fuck his name. He had a he had a fucking crazy that, ass. No, name. But, uh, but I mean, actually, a, a little you know knowledge here for our fans. Friend of the show, Stone, who's been you know on our podcast quite a few times at, up to this point. She's met that guy. She used to be in the same oh, yeah, kind of business. Right. I remember she her told first us appearance that. on the show right. was she was telling on us. to talk about that. Yes, he yeah. was telling about him. And yeah. when Tiger King one was all the rage. Yeah. Um, t- the first season was big because it there was an actual interesting story there, and you didn't know anything mm-hmm. about any of the people, so it was all new. You had right. a shock value. Right. In the second season, you have the main star uh, in prison, so that immediately takes the entertainment value down, and now you're stuck. Just investigating the rest of the crew, which I, I'll be honest, I've never been that interested in. Well, they're, they all yeah. made, they've all made money. You can tell oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All of them. The, you can tons. tell. The dude you can with tell, no legs has yeah. good teeth now? Yeah. 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 His, his husband has <laughs> teeth he's, now? He's charging 15 bucks yeah. for a selfie? Yeah. Like, hey, man, grift, yeah. grift, grift yeah. harder. Yeah. Get that money, because your, your time window is very yeah. short. Yeah, it's running out. Yeah. But- until Joe Exotic gets out of prison, I can't find myself giving a fuck about what these other people are up to. Like the whole, did he, you know, did he get fed to the lion or whatever by Carol? I thought they thoroughly covered that last season. Yeah. I don't really know what else they can tell me now. No, I mean, it, it is interesting, you know, some of the shady dealings that he had going on to where it's like, dude, it's not surprising if there's quite a few factions out there that were trying to get at his ass. You know, so, I mean, you know, I, I will say that the this season of Tiger King is nowhere near as intriguing, especially since the product that they're giving you is the reception of what happened in the first season. So now I did. I did find that interesting. Like I was almost hoping, oh, they're going to follow around all the and Doug, you and I talked about this. I was like the the thing that the first episode showed you is that Joe Exotic is not the only crazy motherfucker in America yeah. with a lot of money that has horrible taste. There's a shitload of yeah, them. Yeah, they're, they're everywhere. The the quest to get him pardoned by Trump and showing up January 6th was fucking... I love that. I, that was And they were getting yelled they at. They had a limo at the prison <laughs> for him. They were getting yelled at yeah. by other Trumpers. And they were yeah. like, hey, this ain't the place for that. Get out of here. I'll, I yeah. love a good redneck fucking yeah, battle. Yeah, funny. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it. But I, I just mentally, I maybe I'm. It's when I'm in the middle of watching the Rittenhouse trial, and it's like real life, and it's happening live. It's hard for me to suspend that and go over to fucking Tiger King about this dude that went missing twenty whatever years ago. No, I mean the first season of Tiger King, I probably watched in the span of two days. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, it's probably going to take me a few months to get through the entire thing. It's like, oh, when I'm not bored. Yeah, well, there's only like five episodes. Or when I am bored, I mean. And that's another thing. I think that they were trying to cash in before too much time had passed. Yeah, of course they are, hundred yeah. percent. And so to me, it just comes across as like uh, like B roll shit. And I'm just like, I, I, no, miss me with it. Right. Like, uh, show me some more <laughs> fucked up shit that Joe Exotic was doing, like playing with dynamite and shit. Like, I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, that was some that, that first season. It's going to be hard to beat all that yeah. shit. Yeah. And I feel like, the, you know, at the in the first season, they hint in the last episode that there's going to be a second season. But I, I, I really feel like they did that for sensational value. And then as soon as it became as popular as it was, it's like, oh, fuck, what do we do for a season two? 
Well, I guess we got to just look at what we didn't, what we edited out due to lack of interest, and let's put it all together and call it a season. I don't know. It's it's kind of like uh, if y'all remember, um, you know, uh, and we've talked a little bit about this in this episode as far as the bastardization of heavy metal and whatnot. But you remember the the child murders. Um, and they did that huge documentary where Metallica was kind of put on trial a little bit. Yeah, the West Memphis Three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the first documentary of that was gold. They ended up doing two others. Yeah. And honestly, the second one was actually pretty good. By the third one, it's like, dude, come on, just put your chips on the counter and cash out. Well, let's see. You know, it, it, it showed their story of the, that was a that was a very good. Uh, yeah, the first it was two, a great documentary. Yeah, the first two yeah. were great. I mean, they were, and those guys getting out, that was definitely the right thing to do, even though it took ever. Yeah. No, yeah, they, they definitely, I, I mean, I, I still love the people that, uh, are holding on strong to the fact that they should have remained behind bars. It's like, but on what I, I do not understand the, uh, you know, evidence that they're pointing at it's, it doesn't exist. <laughs> And for all you people who don't know what the fuck we're talking about, we're going to shut up about this now. <laughs> Word. Well, just for shits and giggles, I want to I wanna highlight our, our homegirl that uh, made an appearance. Oh, a few, our new favorite? A few episodes ago. Uh, she's gone away, but I think she's had a, a full ass load of dumbassness. Uh, and this will bring us home about the Rittenhouse reaction. Take it away, Megan. Let me see if I can get my mental calculator up and running because some of these things are not adding up. So he didn't kill any black people. The, the cow fella, right? So he didn't kill any black people. But the Black Lives Matter people and the Rainbow Push Coalition <laughs> and the host of all these other people are saying that he's a racist. So I'm just, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, does this irrational, illogical foolishness give any validity to things that may actually be racist because see when you put everything in the pot and see i keep trying to tell y'all stop washing your dishes in the living room you keep putting everything everywhere just to try to make a point and i told you last year that you should stop doing that because you're making yourself look real stupid so now you have a white boy who has killed other <laughs> white people and you're calling him a racist. I also have not seen any Black Lives Matter protest pertaining to this $450,000 to these illegal immigrants. I don't know why you people think that you can just keep brushing shit under the rug with me. I asked a question, and I want some answers. <laughs> I also have not seen any protests pertaining to the black-on-black black violence and crime and murders. Over 200 
this? Where's the outrage? But you're going to take your time, energy, money, and go stand outside and protest someone who killed the same white people that you don't like. <laughs> I, I love this. Uh, what? what? What's the matter? Something, something, there's, there's, what, what's the matter? <laughs> she goes on for another minute or two. I, but I, I, I love this woman. Uh, you know, I, I very much respect, Jim, your whole aspiration of getting Jim Brewer on this podcast. I want her on this podcast at some point. <laughs> I, th- I think we can make that happen. I legit think that we can, we can make that happen. I I don't have anything confirmed, but I think that that is something that will one day happen well before Brewer. Right. Uh, speaking of Brewer, his new special drops uh, in three days on Patreon. Uh, if anybody is interested and wants to see that shit as it comes out, go on patreon.com slash Jim Brewer and uh, drop him five bucks, watch his special, and then cancel the shit. Uh, should be interesting. There's uh, also, he's still doing podcasts uh, with his fans. There's a chance that uh, might be uh, talking with him again. No dates confirmed. It'll be next month. If that does happen, we'll keep you abreast of any changes. That's all I got, fellas. Uh, I'll just leave you with one saying that I came across uh, on the fine interwebs that I think is just uh, wonderful, that kind of speaks to everything we talked about in this episode, and that is that... uh, This world is a comedy to those that think and a tragedy to those that feel. So get up out your feelings and use your noggin, motherfuckers. And, uh, well, while you're pondering that for the next week, we'll be back with another episode. Until then, fucking see ya. And don't throw rocks at guys with machine guns. (laughs) 